Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tusky Valley High School down near Zor, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell with Jimmy Miller, and tonight the 2016 high school football season begins in earnest for the Waynedale Golden Bears and the Tusky Valley Trojans. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. These two teams, they met last year. And the Bears came away with a big victory at Apple Creek, but really you could thank Tusky Valley for helping the Bears make the playoffs a year ago and eventually get beat by Swanton in the first game of the playoffs situation last year, a game that you heard the third quarter of just a few minutes ago on Golden Bear Rewind. The Bears' season came to an end one year ago when they fell to Swanton 38-28. to They had a 7-4 and mark last year. They were 4-3 and in the Wayne County Athletic League. While Tusky Valley, they were 5-5 five and five overall last year, overcoming an 0-10 season the year before under first-year coach George Zagalas, and he is in his second season heading up the Trojans this year. They were 3-5 and five in the pack and finished in fourth place. Last year, well, the Bears, they were a senior-oriented team, but you could say goodbye to the Nick Strasbaugh's, Aaron Spidell's, Brevin Reeves, Antoine Lewis's, and Titus Bixler's. As far as what the Bears have this year, they've got 13 upperclassmen, four seniors, nine juniors, and youth is the word. Jimmy, as you come in, thanks for joining us here this evening. But the Bears this year, they're going to have to rely upon their upperclassmen to play a lot of positions this year. And as Matt Zerker will tell us on the pregame show interview coming up a little bit later on here, this team is going to have to go both ways. They're only going to play about 16 guys full-time. Well, Dave, they're used to going both ways. Um, Coach Zerker's got them ready. They're, they're fit. Um, half these boys are wrestlers. And um, if you know Waynedale sports and you know the, the Waynedale tradition with the wrestling, um, them boys are they're fit. They're ready to go. And um, they know they're going to play both sides. But, you know, even with all them seniors they lost, there's still some big names out there and um, some very common names. We've got some real athletes, and I'm really looking forward. You've got... Um, Another Stanley down the line, Logan, the youngest one, and he is no slouch by any means. The kid is very well cut. Um, I can see him. He's definitely going to be an impact player. And don't forget about Colton Purdy. He's a senior. He's there, and he's um, ready to make an impact on this team. And one player that Matt Zerker's very excited about having back and healthy this year is Kyle Ice because now he can put him back at that fullback position. And he's probably the most physical player the Bears have returning. Well, there's no probably about it. Kyle is um, a force to be reckoned with. So, um, And I think that if Tusky Valley's done any homework at all, they're going to have to keep an eye on number 29 because he's a playmaker. Absolutely. These two teams played a year ago on August 28th. And the Bears came away with a 41-12 victory at Waynedale High School. The Bears were up on the Young Trojans 34-0. It was their quarterback, Ethan Love's, first ball game as a freshman quarterback. He's returning as a sophomore quarterback this year for the Trojans. So the Bears and the Tusky Valley Trojans getting set to get things underway. Here from Tusky Valley High School down near Zor, I'm Dave Mitchell with Jimmy Miller. We'll be back to take a look at what happened last night around high school football and some other things around high school action coming up right after this initial timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. 
know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. PNC Bank. We're about 25 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between Waynedale and Tusky Valley. Dave Mitchell and Jimmy Miller with you here this evening. There are five coaches around the nation going for their 400th career high school football victory this season. Bob Malloy is the one that is closest to it out of Good Council High School in only Maryland. He's got a record of 399 wins and 118 defeats in 46 seasons. Last year his team went 7-5 and and he'll go for that win on September 3rd at Mount St. Joseph's. That's in Baltimore. Larry Bud Wright out of Sheridan, Indiana is just five wins away from that coveted 400 mark. And their first possible chance of win number 400 will be September 16th at Eastern, a team that it beat last year 50 to 21 in that ball game. Kurt Blatt of Harlan, Iowa is six wins away. Jerry Pizzetti of Ankeny Centennial in Ankeny, Iowa is only seven wins away, 393 wins. But, you know, I've got to say, after being in Iowa for a couple of years, these records here may be just a bit skewed, Jimmy, because in Iowa, about 30 years ago, they used to play seven on seven because schools didn't have enough. So these records here might be a little skewed out of Iowa. Seven on seven or eleven on eleven. That's still a lot of wins. Say four hundred. It's a great accomplishment, and um, I think everybody will seal the deal this year. And C.J. Hamilton is nine wins away. He's from Silver Lake, Kansas. He's got three hundred and ninety-one wins. Well, in action going on here in Ohio last night in football play, Chippewa defeated Wellington by a final score of forty-two twenty-six. As the high school football season got underway with two games in the area last night. The Chips rolled up 253 yards of rushing. Luke Brown had 181, and they've got a new quarterback taking over for Bailey Breitenstein. That is sophomore quarterback Cole Thompson with three touchdown passes. Now, Wellington is not that great, Jimmy, but Chippewa is in the same situation as Waynedale is this year, losing a lot of seniors, and they've got a lot of youngsters that are playing. When you thought Chippewa, you thought Breitenstein. That's all there was to it. Take nothing away from the rest of the team. They had a good good crew they're all together but with Brighton team gone I still cannot believe they put that many points on the board that's a lot of points for them in the first game of the year 42-26 talking about putting points on the scoreboard Worcester last night demolished Orville 53-21 in that all-time series Worcester now leads it 55 wins to 42 defeats and nine ties Worcester scored 34 first quarter points they were ahead 40 to nothing with eight minutes to go in the first half, and the clock was automatically put into running mode for the rest of the game. Well, you're going to ask the question, is Worcester that good or is Orville that bad? And I'm not taking anything away from Worcester at all. I'm not taking anything away from either team. But you'll see at the end of the year, 
um, Orville's going to win some games. They're not going to get steamrolled, and but Worcester's going to be really good, and it'll be really interesting in their conference to see what happens. The people are pumped up. They had a house full like they've never had before at Fallis Field, so it'll be really interesting to see where the generals end up, and um, they got a great program going on. They've got 70 kids in three <laughs> grades. Think about that, Dave. 70 kids, not counting the freshmen. That's a lot... That's a lot of options for a head coach to look for. In comparison, Waynedale's got 42 on their roster, and that includes the freshmen. Yeah, that's correct. So um, the reason that game was played in the first game of the year, in case you've been somewhere in Alaska hanging out with Sarah Palin up there, uh, Orville moved into the pack this year out of the OCC, and the pack said that they had to play a conference game the last game of the year, so they had to move the Worcester-Orville game to the first game of the year. They've been doing it for over 100 years. I'm glad they got it in. They're going to keep doing it then also. Tomorrow, for Waynedale, the volleyball team will be playing at Tusla. That will be at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And the cross-country team will be in the Claymont Invitational at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. And that will include Orville and Claymont in that Invitational. Tonight around high school football in the WCAL, Manchester, who was 5-5 five and five a year ago, will be playing at Norway. They were 9-2 and two and winners of the Wayne County Athletic League. Northwestern at 5-5 five and five plays Loudonville at 5-5 five and five a year ago. Hillsdale, one of the favorites to win the conference this year at 6-4 and four last year, will be at Mapleton, and they were 3-7 and seven a year ago. Smithville is 8-4 and four a year ago, and they are entertaining Tuslaw tonight at 6-4. and four. Dalton is introducing their new head football coach, Brock Dial. They were 1-9 and nine a year ago, and they will be at Garraway, who is 6-4. And, and for f- more than 15 years now, Garraway and Dalton have played the opening game of the season, and Garraway's current win streak against Dalton is at 5. West Holmes will be at Triway tonight. Rittman goes to Richmond Heights. It's Ridgewood at Buckeye Trail. The reason we bring that game up is because next week the Bears will be down at Ridgewood to take on the Generals. And Conneaut Valley is playing at Strasburg. We're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff. Tusky Valley was 5-5 five and five a year ago, Jimmy. They were 3-5 and five in the pack and in fourth place. Here at home, they won two games and lost three on the season. But George Zagalas, in his second year as the head coach of the Trojans, took a team that the year before finished 0-10, made them 5-5, five and five, and they were really one of the key reasons that the Bears made the playoffs last year because of the wins that they picked up late in the year. Well, they got a whole different attitude here, and you can tell that by the stand. We come in here an hour before, they're flocking in, they're getting a nice crowd here, and when you go from 0-10 to 5-5, five and five, you got a new coach, you're... Um, you're going somewhere, so they're they are very excited here, and um, this ought to be a very very evenly matched team. It would be very interesting to see how we end up here. And it's a good crowd here tonight, but the temperatures are hovering somewhere around 85 to 86 degrees here this evening. So it is a gorgeous night for football. But Zagalis is the 11th coach in Tusky Valley history. He took over for Curtis Love, who, by the way, is an assistant on this staff. He is the father of Ethan Love, who is the starting quarterback for the Tusky Valley Trojans. The returning starters, well, they have got several of them, including quarterback Ethan Love. He returns. He was 3-8 and eight last year against the Bears. Three passes completed in eight attempts for 57 yards, but he had over 900 yards passing last year, 11 touchdowns, and he only threw one interception. Love also ran for 25 yards on 15 carries against the Bears last year. Senior Cody Lewis, he's a key returner for 
Tuskegee Valley. He's going to pace the running game for the Trojans. Last year, he ran for over 50 yards on 11 carries, 521 yards on the season. And they've also got junior Seth Johnson, who had three runs for 17 yards. Landon Fox and Johnson will return at the receiver spot also for the Trojans. The Trojans are going to run that two-back offense. They're going to run two receivers, a tight end. So it's going to be a very conventional look so far for the Bears in the opening game of the year. Well, if the Bears did their homework, they're going to know where the ball is going to be. It's going to be coming out of the backfield. You've got a sophomore quarterback, and um, they're not going to do anything crazy. That quarterback only made through one interception last year because they did not throw the ball a lot. So um, the Bears stay home. They should be able to contain that run. Last year, Trojans put up 226 points on the scoreboard. That's an average of 22.6 points a game over the 10-game series. 265 points they gave up. That's an average of 26.5 a game, which is a difference of almost four points a game. So they were just four points from having a very excellent season. But nonetheless, when you come back from 0-10 and go 5-5, and boy, you've done the job and gotten your kids ready to play each and every night. Well, yeah, they bought onto the system with the new coach, and um, they are definitely headed in the right direction. So, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize this um, Wayne Del Tusky Valley goes back a lot further than most people. It goes back to 1967 when they first played. This is the 15th meeting of these two teams. The Bears lead that 9-5, to so um, let's hope it's 10-5 to when we leave here tonight. Yeah, and when you look at what has happened over the last few years in this, this rivalry, the Bears have won this out of the last 10. They've won eight. So they've met for the last 10 years since 2006, the first game of the year, and the Bears have won eight. There have been two years where Tusky Valley won, and the last one was three years ago, and they won that ball game right back here. I should say four years ago, right here at Tusky Valley Stadium. We're about 16 minutes away from the kickoff of this initial game of the 2016 high school football season. Jimmy and I will be back to take a look at Waynedale. We'll go over their schedule and talk with head coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when we come back right after this from PNC Bank. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Jimmy, the schedule for Waynedale this year has changed somewhat. The first three games are going to stay the same. We've got tonight Tusky Valley, and then next week the Bears are at Ridgewood, and then they come home for the first time this year. That will be on Friday night, September 9th, against Triway. So those are the three non-conference games. Now, the difference is between those three, Matt Zerker's hoping that this team can go at best 7-3, and three, but he even admits that the Bears are going to have to go 2-1 and one in these first three games in order to have even come close to achieving that. Well, they've got definitely some winnable games on there, Dave. I'm not taking anything away from the Titans by any means, but they ended up four and six last year. Um, rightfully, they should have been five and five. If you remember correctly, they lost a um, game that they should have won last year against Tusky Valley. They've got the lead. They've got the ball with a minute, minute and a half to go. And um, we're still trying to figure out why Tony Lee elected to throw <laughs> instead of run. And next thing you know, Tusky Valley ends up five and five, and the Titans go four and six. But um, you know. Th- same with Triway. They've, they've lost some talent, so um, we'll see what happens in that game. Then 
on September the 16th. That's a Friday night. Waynedale will be at Hillsdale. That will open up the Wayne County Athletic League. Chippewa comes to Waynedale on the 23rd of September, and then on the 30th of September, Northwestern will come to Waynedale. That last year, that Northwestern game, Jimmy, was the very, the most, probably the most disappointing loss the Bears have had maybe in the last 10 years. It was painful. It sure was. And, um, you know, that, them Bears should have been 8 and 2. Uh, even 9-1 and one last year, Dave. There was an opportunity we missed there. After that game on the October 7th, it will be Waynedale traveling to Dalton. That's always a good game. And, of course, Brock Dial, the new head coach of the Dalton Bulldogs. These people are so excited about him over there. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. They haven't even snapped the ball yet. So um, I expect a big thing from Dalton. And the talent's there. They always got a good history. And I think you're going to see something from the Bulldogs this year. Rittman will come to Waynedale on October 14th. Then October 21st, Waynedale will go to Smithville for the final road game of the year. And then the final game of the season, barring a playoff, action will be October 28th and that will be Norway at Waynedale and again the Bears are going to have something to prove in that game Jimmy because in that game at Norway last year the Bears really had the game wrapped up they had an 18 point lead at halftime and then lost. Dave this year we've lost a lot of talent but you know Norway's going to come into that game they're supposed to win we're not supposed to win be careful don't that's why we play the game so um It'll be interesting to see the outcome. The Bears were seven and four a year ago, four and three in the Wayne County Athletic League, two and four on the road during the season. That includes the loss at Swanton. Matt Zerker in his eleventh year, fifty-seven wins against forty-eight career defeats. The Bears have six defensive starters back, but they've only got three starters back on offense. Ty Straits, Ben Farrar, and Colton Purdy. Now, the way this offense moves, Jimmy, is going to rely solely upon Really, and you hate to put enough this much pressure on a sophomore quarterback, but Derek Reber has got to be able to control the offense and still his talent, which is he throws a good ball, he's very effective at passing, he goes through his progressions well, according to Matt Zerker, and another thing that Reber does very, very well is that he looks off the receivers and he's able to handle pressure. And that's what he's got to do, and the Bears are really going to... The offense is going to move as Reber goes. Well, Dave, Derek is an athlete. The kid is long. He's lengthy. He can see over the line. He's going to make a good quarterback for winter. He is going to be the franchise quarterback. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be here for the next three years. But right now, I can hand the ball to Logan Stanley. (laughs) Hand the ball to Stanley. And that's probably what the Bears are going to be a lot this year. Matt Zerker has taken over the play-calling duties this year, away from Kevin Stacy. Kyle Ice is back, as we talked about at the top of the show. Kyle is going to be the fullback this year. He's completely healthy. He'll be leading the way into the line. Don't forget about Rodgers either. Number 34, Rodgers. The kid is tough, and he's going to be back there with Stanley. It's going to be interesting, and we had a chance to talk with Matt Zerker earlier this week about what he thinks this season will be for the Waynedale Golden Bears. Matt, first of all, how was your summer? Let's start out that way. How was the summer? Oh, fast and furious. Uh, pretty hectic. We had baby number three in June, so um, not much sleep and a, a lot of activity in the household. But everybody's doing extremely well, especially the young one and, uh, and Emily. So um, it's been a, a fun, fast summer. We're ready to get back to the grind. Well, congratulations. Now let's go into the football program. How have the first four weeks of the training camp gone, and are you ready for this game on tonight? Yeah, the kids are excited. Uh, they've been extremely hungry, and we got a lot of young football players out there, so um, they've been very focused and working hard at improving every day. And um, obviously, a goal of every team is to come out fairly healthy out of camp, and we've been able to manage that, I think. So balance that fine line of being physical and getting better, and working on blocking and tackling, and um, but having all our guys ready for tonight. 
Can you have any more of a difference between last year's team where you were senior dominated and this year's team where you've only got 11 upperclassmen, four of them seniors? Is, can there be any more of a change in, in philosophy over the last two years? Yeah, it's pretty much black and white when you look at, at the two teams, when you compare them that way, no doubt. And uh, We were very skill-heavy last year with that group and very senior-dominant. So uh, as far as install and some of those things, it was super fast, super quick. We got to a lot of the, the finer points really fast because they were, had been doing it for several years. This year it was brand new with a lot of these guys and uh, a lot of green faces that are getting their first Friday night action. So um, teaching from ground zero. But when you look at it, they've been hungry. They've been eager. Um, they've come to practice ready to get get better each day. Sometimes when you deal with upperclassmen who have been playing for multiple years, they can get a little complacent, you know, get a little bit lazy or bored with the, you know, the everyday routine. Um, this group has not done that, and that's been exciting, kept us excited as coaches and uh, ready to go each day. What will be the biggest change in philosophy from last year's team to this year's? You know, we were so outside skill dominant last year when you looked at our personnel. We had a lot of wide receiver slot, you know, type kids. Um, this year we're, we're kind of lacking in that area, but we have a little bit more of the, you know, the toughness and the inside gritty type players. So, you know, we're going to play a little bit more two back, maybe even three back at times. There's a tight end in the offense again. Um, you know, so a little bit more old school, you might say, and utilize the, the gifts that we have. You're probably going to go with a huddle situation this year rather than the no huddle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll slow it down a little bit. We don't have as many kids, uh, not as many athletes, so um, we'll slow it down, let those guys catch your breath, make sure we're all on the same page, and we'll get after it. You know, two years ago, Colton Purdy was the quarterback until he hurt his knee. It looked like he was going to be the quarterback of the future. What was the decision going into this year between playing Derek Reber at quarterback and Colton Purdy? You know, those guys both got some reps through the summertime, but um, Colton is the one guy on the perimeter that we feel can make some plays out there. Um, You know, before we got through camp, he was really the only guy coming in that we expected it out of. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Derek's a kid who's who's definitely a quarterback. Colton could play either position, and um, if Derek could take control and be the quarterback, we felt we'd be better as a team with Colton, you know, playing them both out there. Um, vice versa, we wouldn't be quite the same. So Derek's done a great job. Give him a lot of credit. He's taken a lot of ownership out there. Um, has really gotten better each day. He's one of those kids where you tell him once and he learns from it. And, um, you know, we're going to let it rip. You know, the offensive line, you've still got some kids coming back, but you've also moved Ben Farrar out to tight end. Talk about the line and the movement of Farrar out there. Yeah, you know, we have some experience. We have some good kids coming back. You know, Ben and Ty started just about every game last year for us up front, and obviously they're kind of the anchors for us. Um, you know, Dylan Omstutz kind of was in charge of the JV line at center last year, and he'll be back or be starting for us. Cole Geyser got some starts and snaps last year. So we have some experience up there, some physical guys, some tough guys. Uh, we're also going to have some young guys that are getting some opportunity, Tyler Mott or Asa Plant, um, possibly Thomas Motskowitz and David Satterfield. That Those guys are green. They got a lot of time playing JV and freshman last year, but uh, they're learning under fire how fast things happen on Fridays. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about the offense. Talk about the defense and what do you expect out of that this year? Yeah, it's kind of the same story. We're pretty uh, experienced and strong up front, that front seven. Um, the guys on the front four uh, pretty much all played a ton last year. Three of them were starters. Um, Kyle Ice is healthy, which is a big part of, you know, 
keeping us excited on that side of the ball. Uh, when Kyle got healthy there at the end of the year, our defense improved tremendously. Um, and he's in a very good position right now that way. Our linebackers got a lot of experience with Logan Stanley and Austin Rogers. We're both starters last year. So our front seven, we feel pretty confident in. And our DBs, you know, are young and inexperienced back there. And our job's going to be to stay deep and not get beat deep and uh, come up and run support when the time calls for it. You're going to rely a lot on Logan and also Austin because they played outstanding towards the end of the year last year. Yeah, we, we have big expectations for those guys, you know, and that's part of the reason we, uh, we experimented a little bit 4-4 early in camp, went back to the 4-3 kind of to help protect those guys, and mm-hmm. we expect them to make a lot of tackles and a lot of plays for us this year. You know, we talked off tape, Matt, about the scrimmage last Friday night. When you were down 21 nothing to Indian Valley, you came up with a big drive. How big was that drive? It may seem silly during a scrimmage, but how big was that drive for not only the, the players and their confidence, but you as coaches? Oh, it was huge for everybody involved with the program. You know, when you get down in a hole like that, and a lot of it was our own doing, you know, a couple busted coverages, a couple bad plays on offense that, you know, eliminated drives. For us to put a drive together and um, really solidify what the identity of this team is going to be about, that's being yeah. physical, that's uh, taking care of the football, um, finishing runs physically, falling forward, um, hitting some opportunistic play-action pass, and we hit a screen. Uh, Colton made a nice play on the screen, got us down into the red zone there and ready to score. So um, it was exciting. To see to get the kids in the end zone, um, and those guys see what they're capable of when they play good football. We've spent most of the time talking about Waynedale. Let's talk just a little bit about Tusky Valley. Zagala's his second year as head coach. Love is back at quarterback. Lewis at running back. What have you seen, and what should we expect out of Tusky Valley tonight? Yeah, they're always physical. They always seem to be physical, and uh, you watch this team on tape, and that's what you see. Um, you know, they're pretty big up front. Uh, having their quarterback, their running back back, those guys are, you know, a year better. They had some success last year, uh, finishing 5-5, five and five, which was a big improvement from the year before. And so those guys are ready to take that next step, and we know they're going to give us their all here at a home opener for those guys. Good luck tonight, Matt. Thanks, Dave. We'll be back with more on tonight's pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, the keys for tonight's game for Tusky Valley, they've got to control the football with Lewis behind and also Hopwood, along with establishing their dominance immediately in this game. And for Waynedale, they're going to need to grow up quickly. The youngsters on this team are going to have to come out and play some good football at the varsity level right away, and they're going to have to force and capitalize some turnovers against Tusky Valley. It's Waynedale. They were 7-4 and four last year against Tusky Valley 5-5 five and five a year ago. It's the opening game of the 2016 high school football season. Jim Miller and I will be back with the kickoff here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 
You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Hi, I'm Benny Wells. Whatever the sport, wherever it's played, there's one thing that student athletes, coaches, and fans can all share, sportsmanship. The Ohio High School Athletic Association Respect the Game campaign reminds us that school sports are so much more than wins and losses. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to make school sports a fun, positive, and rewarding experience that student athletes will remember for a lifetime. Every game, every time, let's all respect the game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, Murphy's Promotions, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Shop Brothers Farms, Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tuskegee Valley High School as we open up the 2016 high school football season for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Jimmy Miller, and tonight the Waynedale Golden Bears on the road to open up the season, and they will be taking on the Tuskegee Valley Trojans. The Bears were 5-5, five and five, or I should say 7-4 and four a year ago. The Tuskegee Valley Trojans were 5-5. Five and five. And tonight's game is going to get underway just a little bit early as Tusky Valley was hit with a illegal procedure penalty. So right away, Tusky Valley hit with a five-yard penalty, and they will actually kick the football off from their own 35-yard line. Bears will be going from right to left across your computer screen here this evening. Back set to return, Colton Purdy and Zimmerly. It's a short kickoff. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks, Austin Rogers, at the 40. He's going to be hit at the 42, out to the 43-yard line, and drop after that three-yard return. And that's where the Bears will start out first and 10 on this 2016 season from their own 42-and-a-half-yard line. And, Dave, you couldn't have drawn it up any better field position-wise. The Bears are right there. They are only seven yards from midfield and um, be interesting to see what we do out of this. Derek Reber, the sophomore quarterback, 6'3", 180 pounds. He'll start at the quarterback spot. Back set 
Behind him, the single setback is Logan Stanley. On the left-hand side is Kyle Ice now moving in motion to the right hand off to Stanley, off right tackle. He's going to take it up to the 45-yard line and a gain of three for Logan Stanley and expect a lot of Logan Stanley off tackle, off guard, around end this entire 2016 season. Well, considering the shoes he had to fill from last year, I think he did a pretty good job. He knows how to run the ball, and that's a pretty good start. Ball resting at the 45-yard line in Waynedale territory. Bears with it. Second down, seven yards to go. Colton Purdy, as the Bears go now with a basically a sugar huddle, Matt Zerker has taken over the play-calling responsibilities. Todd Barkin is the defensive coordinator. He'll handle calling the plays on the defensive side. Bears in their all-white uniforms with brown numerals, gold trim. Tusky Valley in their all-black uniforms with white numerals. Reber fake handoff, rolls out to the left, looks over the middle. It's com- incomplete to Ben Farrar as he came over the middle, and the ball was just a little That's too far ahead of him. And the first ben attempt Farrar. from Derek Reber is incomplete, and it brings up third down, seven yards to go from the Bears' 45. Well, Reber just a little bit wide there, Dave. You bring that ball back in about three or four inches, make it a little more catchable, but um, Bears going to start off already third down. 11 minutes and one second left to go in this opening quarter of the opening game of the season. Bears looking over to the sideline of the receivers. Matt Zimmerly is going to be out wide right. Now Purdy is going to stack right behind him out to the far side of the field. Bears bench is over on the far side. Stanley behind Reber out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Stanley, and Reber's going to take it around the right side across the 45, out maybe to the 47-yard line. They'll give him a gain of two. It'll bring up fourth down and five yards to go, and it will be punting time for the Bears. I doubt if Matt Zerker is going to go for anything here. Well, I can't believe you'd go for it on um, your own side of the field there, Dave, and... um you know, we got three yards right off the bat with Stanley. I was kind of surprised to see the throw and then uh, the quarterback Colton keeper. Colton Purdy averaged 37 yards a kick a year ago when he took over the punting duties about game seven. He's back at his own 35-yard line. He'll punt the ball away. Nobody back for Tusky Valley. And now George Zagalas is going to come out and say, hey, we don't have anybody back. We need to take a timeout, and they will. There's an official timeout on the field. 10.55 to go in the first quarter of play. And we've got no score. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com So Tusky Valley was only had 10 men on the field now dropping back to return this one will be Landon Fox Foxy Senior 5'9", 149 pounds is going to drop back near his own 20 yard line Colton Purdy on 4th down and 6 yards to go will punt it away from the 46 and it's a good snap now Purdy He's going to do a rugby kick, and he's going to punt it down inside the twin. It's going to bounce at the 10, bounce straight into the air to the 5, and it'll be down at the 1-yard line. Make it maybe the 2-yard line is where they're going to get it. That's a 52-yard punt by Colton Purdy. 
when that whole thing started out, I'm thinking, what's Coach Zerker doing? Are we going for it on fourth down? I can't believe it midfield. When he did that rugby punt off, that thing got the Wayne Dale bounce. It went another seven or eight yards, and you cannot ask for a better defensive field position for the Bears. So Tusky Valley will be pinned back in their own territory, back at the two-yard line, first and ten, and, of course, they bring out onto the field their sophomore quarterback, Ethan Love. He had 11 touchdown passes and one interception a year ago, number two, 5'11", 155 pounds. Cody Lewis in the backfield with him. Lewis had over 500 yards rushing a year ago. Ethan Love hands it off, I believe, to Hopwood right up the middle. And there's a fumble on the play. Logan Stanley comes up yelling that the ball was loose. But it looks like Tusky Valley, if it was loose, got it right back. And that runner was Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson is a bowling ball. He's a junior, 5'6", 206 yards, 206 pounds. And he gained nothing on that carry. So it's second down and 10 yards to go again from the two. Johnson, the fullback. I formation for Tusky Valley. Receivers out wide on both sides. Love, handoff, now goes to Lewis. Lewis will take it up near the two-yard line. He's going to be dropped right away as he struggles forward, fell forward for maybe about a half a yard. They'll mark him at the three, a gain of a yard on the play for Lewis. Well, right now, them guys up front for the Bears, for our ice, straight guys, they are just clogging it up, and the Trojans can do nothing. Let's see what they do on third down here. Jared Hicks comes into the ball game now for Tusky Valley. Coming out wide left is Fox. Wide right goes Hicks. Cody Lewis, the eye back with Johnson, the fullback. Love pitches it back off the left-hand side to Lewis. Lewis breaks it up near the 10-yard line. Kyle Ice. Kyle Ice with the big tackle on the play. Gain of four yards on the carry, though, for Lewis. But it's still fourth down, and it will be three yards to go. Long three yards to go. And it's punting time. For Tusky Valley. Great defensive stance. Bears had him pinned deep. At, um, we're going to get good field position out of this. Colton Purdy dropping back at about his own four, at the 40 yard line of Tusky Valley. Seth Johnson will punt the ball away. And again, Tusky Valley's only got 10 on the field. And they've got to hustle in Aiden Palumbo to the left guard spot. Play clock moving down. Johnson back near his own goal line. Good snap. He's going to kick the ball away, and it's going to be taken in by Purdy at the 35-yard line. He's going to be hit and dropped right there by Ethan Love. Boy, Love did not look like a sophomore there. Bears still got good field position. They're going to start first and 10 from the 35. 25-yard punt for Johnson, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 at the Tusky Valley 35-yard line. So the Bears right now are winning the game of field position. Ball at the 35-yard line, and the Bears, again, moving from right to left. Ball in the near hash mark. Colton Purdy will come out to the near side. Logan Stanley lines up in the pistol formation. Reber with Stanley right behind him. Kyle Ice on the left-hand side. Now Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Bad snap, but Reber got it. Handed it off to Logan Stanley. Cuts it up the middle. Across the 30, inside the 30, and down to the 27-yard line. Great job by Stanley. Made something out of nothing. That snap was fumbled. I thought they were going down to the line of scrimmage. Stanley, 8 yards. So it'll bring up second and 2 from the Tusky Valley 27-yard line. That's two carries tonight for Logan. 11 yards so far. Purdy, number 3 on his white Waynedale uniform. Bears look like the Wyoming Cowboys. 
with these uniforms. Now Ben Farrar moves tight end left to tight end right. Kyle Ice, wing right. I formation. Dropping back, Reber throws it into the flat. Complete to Purdy. He's got one man to beat. Cuts it inside the 10. And he'll be dropped. Mark it right at the 10-yard line. 17-yard completion for Derek Reber to Colton Purdy, and it's a first down for the Bears. Two plays in the red zone. We've got to pound this one in. So it's first down. That's the initial first down of the ball game by either club. 7.53 and running left to go in this first quarter. No score from Tusky Valley. Bears will run that stack again with Purdy out to the near side, wide left. Zimmerly stacked right behind him. Kyle Ice moves over to the left-hand side. Ben Farrar moves over tight end left now in motion. Logan Stanley, the single setback. Hand off to Stanley off the left-hand side. He'll cut it inside the 10, spins to his left, and is down at about the 8-yard line. Gain of 2 for Logan, and it will bring up second down. Bears can't get a first down. It's goal to go because the ball was right at the 10-yard line. So it'll bring up second down goal to go from the 8. So far, Logan Stanley, the only bear that has run the football. He has got 13 yards on three carries. And that really surprised me. I thought we'd see um, little Kyle Ice from maybe a bit of um, Rodgers by now. Rodgers is now slot right with Purdy wide right. Wide left is Zimmerly. Dropping back Reber. Now he's going to take it on the draw right up the middle. Inside the five. Dives near the end zone. Touchdown! On the quarterback draw, Reber took it in from eight yards out. And the Bears... Have the lead early in this one with 6.47 to go in the first quarter. And your score is now 6 to nothing. Nice play call there by Matt Zerker as he just confused the Tusky Valley defense. And Derek Reber kept it right up the middle for the touchdown. Coming in to attempt the extra point is the soccer player, Andy Ford, the junior. 5'10", 135 pounds. He's a sidewinder. And the kick is blocked at the line, and it is no good. So Ford's first attempt is blocked at the line, so we've got 6.47 left to go in this first quarter. And your score from Tusky Valley. It's Waynedale 6, and the Trojans nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Hard work, honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, Derek Reber with the 8-yard touchdown scamper up the middle has given the Bears a 6-0 lead. Andy Ford will kick it off with 6.47 left to go, and he kicks it up the left side. It's going to hug the sideline and go out of bounds. Cody Lewis will let it bounce out of bounds, so the illegal procedure penalty will... Mark the Bears back five yards unless Tusky Valley decides that they just want to take it at the 
40, and it looks like that's what they'll do. So it'll be a 25-yard penalty on the play against the Bears as they will mark that one at the 30. Well, now what are they going to do? Now they're going to say they want Wayne Dale to kick it off again. It looks like they changed their mind. Bears are going back in the... So Andy Ford will now again kick it off from his own 35-yard line. That's the first penalty of the night against Waynedale, so the penalties are even at one each, and surprisingly, it's both against the kicking squad. Ford, interesting story. He's a soccer player, but he was talked to by Matt Zerker. said, yeah, he'll give kicking a try, and he's been working on it since February, January, February, and... Matt Zerker says he's doing a pretty good job of it. Now that kick is going to be taken in by Lewis at the 17. He cuts it across the 20 to the 25 to the middle, across the 30, across the 35, and he's going to be dropped and down at the 35-yard line. Tyler Matter there for the Bears, got him head on. Mark it about the 37-yard line, so give him a... 18-yard kickoff return. So it's first and 10 for the Trojans at their own 37-yard line. The Trojans went three and out their first time, but they were pinned back in their own territory. 6.41 to go in the first quarter. Now Ethan Love will work out of the shotgun to the right of him is Hopwood, and Hopwood's going to take the handoff. Now Love's going to take it back. He's cutting it across the 40 into Waynedale territory, across the 50, down to the 48-yard line. 13-yard scamper by Ethan Love, and he did some magic on that play, gave the ball to Hopwood, and then took it right out of his gut and cut it up the middle. Well, Carson Ledford led that first hit for the Bears, but that Cole Purdy, he's the one that actually wrapped him up and put him down. He was still kicking, and um, Purdy put the dagger in him, and Trojan is going to be first and ten from the Waynedale 48-yard line. First first down of the night for the Trojans. Again, the shotgun formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now, Lewis is going to move in motion to the left. He gets the handoff off left tackle. He scampers forward down to the 46-yard line of Waynedale. That's a gain of two. And it brings up second and eight. Big tie straight there on the tackle for the Bears. Second down and eight. Three carries on the night for Lewis, seven yards so far. Ball just shy of the 46-yard line, second and eight. Clock under six minutes and running here in the first quarter of this opening game. We'll talk with Mark Lemon, the new president of the Waynedale Booster Club, coming up at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Shotgun again, Lewis Love looks out into the flat. It is complete, and going to his knees to catch that one is Jared Hicks. Hicks, a sophomore, 5'9", 149 pounds. Gets the first completion of the night for six yards. And that's the, brings up third down and two. Ball right at the Waynedale 40-yard line. Coming out wide right is Fox. Hicks is wide left. Now an eye formation. Handoff goes up the middle to Lewis. Lewis scampers forward, dives forward, and he did not get the first down. They're going to be about a yard short. They're going to spot him just shy of the 39, so call it a gain of about a half yard for Lewis, and it's fourth down and a yard to go. Not expect the Trojans to keep on going here. Big play for the Waynedale defense, and now timeout is going to be taken 
It's going to be an official timeout, and it's going to be for water. 4.44 left to go in the first quarter. When we come back, a big play on defense for the Bears. It's fourth and one. Your score, Waynedale 6, Tusky Valley nothing. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family there when you need them. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Oroville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Fourth down in a yard to go. Love hands it off to Hopwood around the right-hand side. He's hit at the line, but he struggles forward. He's got the first down inside the 35, down to the Waynedale 33-yard line. So a gain of six yards on fourth and one, and Tusky Valley keeps their drive alive. Ferrar had his hands on him coming around the corner for about a three-yard loss. He gets away, and the Trojans are in business. First and ten from the Waynedale 33. Trojans going from left to right across your computer screen. Waynedale leads at 6 nothing. 4.20 to go in the first quarter. Love under center. Eye formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Lewis right up the middle. Breaks it off left tackle into the clear. To the 25 to the 20. Runs over the safety Colton Purdy inside the 10. Down to the 9-yard line. 14 yards on the carry. Well, Mark, make it 19 yards on the carry. Excuse me. Purdy on safety, safe six points. Has a first and goal from the nine. That's the fifth carry of the night for 27 yards for Cody Lewis. And another first down, second in this drive for the Trojans. Make it the third. Ball at the nine-yard line, first and goal for the Trojans. Out of the eye formation. Love under center. Drops straight back. Fake handoff. Looks up the middle. He's under a heavy rush. Now scampers to his left. He'll be hit and dropped. First sack of the ball game registered by the Bears, and it was Ben Farrar on the play, along with Cole Geyser. Farrar never gave up on it, Dave. He had his hand on him in the backfield. Love moved forward. Farrar stayed with him. He ran into traffic, and Ben took him down. 3.25 left in the first. So the ball back to the 11-yard line. Three-yard loss on the sack. Second down, goal to go from the Waynedale 11. Love out of the shotgun. He's going to run it on the draw around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line, spun, and dropped down by the Bears. Jarrett Varner. Varner, the sophomore weak side linebacker, 5'8", 150 pounds, came in with a big play. A loss of about two yards on the play, back to the 13, and it brings down third down and goal to go. Varner looked like anything but a sophomore on that play. Back in the Trojans up, 240 clicking, first quarter. So it's third down, goal to go. Now Love out of the shotgun. He's got Johnson just to the right of him. 
with receivers out wide, trips to the right-hand side. Fake handoff now goes to Johnson around the left-hand side, inside the 10 to the 5, into the end zone for the touchdown. Boy, Tusky Valley just completely confused the Bears' defense on that, and Johnson takes it in from 13 yards out for the touchdown, and it is 6-6. But Johnson was wide left of the linebackers. And um, nobody can catch up with him. So Landon Fox will come in and attempt the extra point and try to give Tusky Valley the lead here with 2.21 left to go in the first quarter. We're tied up at six. Love will be the holder. He puts it down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 2.21 left to go in this first quarter of play. And your score from Tusky Valley is the Trojan 7 and Waynedale 6. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Well, the difference in this one is the extra point. Landon Fox put through the extra point for Tusky Valley. The Bears were unable to. And it's 7-6. Tusky Valley leads it with 221 left to go in the first quarter of play. Fox tees it up. He's going to kick it off from his own 40. Purdy back set to receive along with Zimmerly and Stanley back at about their own 20. Bears down on the scoreboard now 7-6. And Fox is going to squib it. It's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks for Waynedale, that being David Satterfield, the sophomore. And he caught it just on the other side of midfield. Or are they going to put it right at midfield? That's where they're going to put it, right at midfield. Great field position for the Bears starting at midfield. You can't ask for anything better. I'm not really sure what happened there. Why would Tusky Valley want to give the Bears field position like that? But Bears up front were ready for it, and you can't ask for a better position. Yeah, give the Bears some credit here. And now we just had a timeout, and now we're going to have another water break. The officials, we were remiss in telling you who the officials are tonight. Sometimes they go a little hog crazy for water breaks. We just had a kickoff, and now we take another full minute water break. The referee for tonight is Todd Reaney. The umpire is Antonio Johnson. The head linesman is Jack Oyster. The line judge is Colby Byron, and the back judge is Howard Duger. So Waynedale will take it over first and ten from their own 50. I'm Dave Mitchell with Jimmy Miller. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you the Opening game of this 2016 high school football season for the Bears. We'll be bringing you all of the football games this year. We'll also bring you all the girls and boys basketball games coming up this winter. Bears out on the field. They're in the pistol formation. Logan Stanley behind Derek Reber, who's in the shotgun. Two receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Now Logan Stanley moves to the right. 
Rebert hands it off right to Logan Stanley, and he is hit immediately on the play by Ryan Manick. Loss of a yard on the play for Logan Stanley. First time tonight he's lost a yard. Bears didn't fool anybody there. Manick knew from the snap who was getting the ball and um, right through the line. Carson Ledford now leaves the ball game, number 16. Matt Zimmerly is back in. Jarrett Varner is in at the slot back, the sophomore. So Zimmerly out wide right, Varner slot right, Ben Farrar tight end left, Colton Purdy comes out wide left. Logan Stanley moves out of the pistol to the left-hand side. Reber drops straight back, looks over the middle. It is incomplete, threw it over the head of Matt Zimmerly, and it was almost intercepted on the play by one of the Tuskegee Valley defensive backs. Well, the Bears are real lucky there because that should have been an interception, and we got a gift there. We got third and long. Third down, 11 yards to go at the 49-yard line. One minute, 30 seconds left in the first quarter, and the reason it's taking so long is because of the water breaks. But that's what happens earlier in the year, and, of course, the temperature is about 85 degrees right now. Come October, we're going to be wishing that it was like this when it's freezing outside, and we're at Dalton. Purdy out wide left, and now the Bears are going to have to use a timeout as they have some confusion on the sideline. So Tuskegee Valley used one early. Now Wayndale has to use one here in this first quarter of play. A minute 34 left to go in the first quarter. And your score from Zor, it is... Tusky Valley 7 and Waynedale 6. Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11, and Sundays, 9 to noon. Start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Dub's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. It's a great crowd here tonight for this opening game of the season. Bears third down, 11 yards to go from their own 49-yard line. They need to get just inside the 40 in Tusky Valley territory. Reber slaps the hands, rolls out to the right, same play as the touchdown, cuts it into Tusky Valley territory across the 50, down to the 47-yard line, a gain of four on the play for Derek Reber. And very surprised me, Dave. I never figured we would um, be re-running the ball at all. I don't think anybody did. And um, we got four yards there. But it'll bring up fourth down seven. So Colton Purdy will come in to punt the ball away. His first punt went 52 yards and was down inside the two. Landon Fox is back set to return at his own 15-yard line. Purdy will punt the ball away from the Tusky Valley 47. We're under a minute and running left to go in the first quarter. Purdy, high snap, brings it down, rolls out on the punt, and it is blocked. It's going to be picked up by one of the upbacks, that being Rand Manick, and Manick is going to take it down to the Waynedale 27-yard line. Well, Dave, when you mess with that rugby kick, that's what happens. You're running around back there instead of grabbing the ball and kicking it. You're trying to run four or five yards. The defense moves in, and um, Purdy just got in trouble. He didn't stand a chance. So Tusky Valley will take it over at the Waynedale 29-yard line is where they're going to finally spot the football. 43.8 seconds to go in the first quarter. 
Seth Johnson's going to run in. He, like we said earlier, he's the human bowling ball. He's got the touchdown run from 13 yards out for the Trojans. I formation. Love will line up under center. Fox comes out wide to the right-hand side. And the handoff will go up the middle to Hopwood. Hopwood takes him across the 29 to the 28, down to the 27-yard line for a gain of two. Hopwood, two carries tonight for eight yards. And it brings up second and eight from the Waynedale 27. Under 25 seconds and running left to go in the first quarter. And we'll see if we get another playoff here as the back judge now places the ball ready for play. But Tusky Valley comes up to the line, and it looks like they're going to try to get a playoff before the end of the quarter. Ten seconds to go. Love under center. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Johnson again. Johnson cuts it across inside the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 16-yard line. 11-yard gain, and that's another first down for the Trojans, their fifth of the night. It's going to be a middle linebacker saved by the Bears, and that's going to take us to the end of the first quarter. So that is the end of the first quarter with Tusky Valley knocking at the door at the Bears' 16-yard line. It'll be first and goal when we return, and your score, it's Tusky Valley 7, Waynedale 6. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Dave Mitchell, Jimmy Miller back at Tusky Valley High School. As we head into the second quarter, Tusky Valley with a one-point lead, 7-6, to six, and they've got the ball at the Waynedale 16-yard line. First down, 10 yards to go. They'll be going from right to left across your computer screen now. Love out of the shotgun. Sends Hopwood slot left. Johnson lines up in the backfield with him out of the pistol. Love's going to fake the handoff. Keeps it up the middle. Off left tackle. Inside the 10 to the 5 into the end zone. Touchdown. Boy, he just broke three tackles, Jimmy, and ran it in from 16 yards out for the score. Well, they took that play out of right, right out of Matt Zerker's playbook. We did the same exact thing with Derek Reaver. Love up the middle. He sure didn't look like a sophomore on that play. He hasn't looked like a sophomore all night. That's the advantage of playing as a freshman. So it's 13-6 to with 11.53 on the first play of the second quarter. Landon Fox will attempt the extra point. Love, who just ran it in from 16 yards out, is the holder. Low snap. Love gets it down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. 11.53 left to go in this first half of play. 14-6. to Somebody take that air horn away from that woman. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to hear that again before the night's over. She's not out of air yet. You know what? We've got to go to Hillsdale this year. And then 
where we set up in Hillsdale at the press box, they've got the guy that sits right in front of us with the bell. That he just, every time they score, he brings that bell up, and it can give you a headache by the time the end of the game hits along. And that is... Hillsdale's got a nice field, but that guy makes it extremely annoying to go there. <laughs> so it's 14-6, to Tusky Valley with the lead, with 11.53. And now, Jimmy, the Bears, defense was supposed to be their forte, but they haven't been able to stop Tusky Valley since the first possession of the game. Well, and it really surprises me, Dave, because they're running that ball right up the middle. We've got some, we've got some power there. We've got um, ice straight, you know, Ferrar, Geyser. You've got Rogers back there, middle linebacker, and um, I can't believe that Love made it look that easy. He broke a couple of tackles and ended up dragging Colton Purdy into the end zone and Derek Reber for the score. 11.53 left to go in the first half. Great crowd here tonight. As we said, probably about 80% filled on this side and about three-quarters filled on the far side with Wayndale people. Well, considering you're driving an hour to get here, I think people from Apple Creek brought a pretty good crowd down here. You know, really, this is a gorgeous facility. It's it is really nice. You can see the new high school, newer high school from the stadium. It's just a really nice setting. It's the problem is I had to stop and get gas twice on the way down here. <laughs> oh, and gas prices aren't the greatest anymore. All right, it will be Fox kicking it off. For the Trojans, right down the middle, it'll be taken in by Colton Purdy at his 13. Across the 15 to the 20, right up the middle. He'll be stopped up and down at the 25-yard line after return of 12 yards on the kickoff. Well, it's going to be nothing. To, none of the field position the Bears are used to the last couple of times up the field, so um, they're going to have to dig down deep and get a couple drives together and get out of this hole. The Bears have got only one first down in this half, and that was on the second possession of the ball game. The only ball carrier tonight so far has been Logan Stanley. He's carried the ball four times other than Derek Reber. Austin Rogers and Kyle Ice have not carried the football as of yet. The only person to catch a pass here this evening has been Colton Purdy, and that was for 17 yards. Now Purdy comes out wide to the near side here. Logan Stanley lines up in the backfield. Kyle Ice is on the left-hand side. Now moves in motion to the right of Derek Reber under center. Hand off to Logan Stanley right up the middle. On the play. And he's going to be hit at the 20, make it at the 26-yard line. So a gain of a yard for And who else but Seth Johnson on the stop for the Trojans. He's been a monster so far tonight. He ought to have Voight right across his forehead. He's a bowling ball. He, he sure is. He's short, he's stocky, he just looks like a football player, and he's fast. 5'6", 200 pounds. If you looked at him just from up here in the press box, he reminds you of Pete Johnson, years ago from Ohio State. Logan Stanley, out of the pistol. Derek Reber, in the shotgun. Fake handoff, he's going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Purdy. Purdy, at the 25, struggles forward near the 29-yard line. Second completion of the night for Derek Reber. They're going to mark him right at the 30-yard line, so a four-yard completion on the play. Well, we really didn't fool anybody there. Reber looked at Purdy the whole time, and he actually bobbled the ball in his hand before he could release it, let the defense set in. So when Purdy caught the ball, it was pretty much over at that point. Third down and a long six, short seven to go for the Bears. 10.56 
clock stopped as Purdy went out of bounds. Reber now 2 of 4 from the passing department. Out of the pistol. Moving to the left now is Logan Stanley. Dropping back is Reber. Rolls out to his left. Heavy rush. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. He is going to be hit and dropped in the backfield by Aiden Palumbo. Yeah, Reber, with very little experience, expecting him to come out of that shot and scatter like that. I don't know if that was a designed run for him. It kind of looked like it or if he was actually looking downfield. But we've already done... Um, more Derek Reber than I thought we'd do all night. So Purdy, as the Bears' offense has been anemic in the last two possessions, will punt the ball away. Fox back at his own 40, set to return. Purdy, floating snap from center. He's going to just punt the ball away this time, and it's a great punt inside the 35, and it'll be downed at the 33-yard line. Fifty, another 52-yard punt for Colton Purdy. Max Lemon down on the ball for the Bears there. Tusky Valley going to set up first and ten on their own 33-yard line. Just an outstanding kick. He went away from the rugby kick that time and just punted it away conventionally. He's got an excellent leg. And he's pinned Tusky Valley back at their own 33-yard line. First and ten with 10-10 to go in the half. Mark Lemon, our guest at halftime here from Tusky Valley High School. Receiver out wide to the right. Tight end right is Tusky Valley. Under center is Love out of the I formation. Handoff goes to Cody Lewis. He's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped immediately after no gain on the play. Ty Straits and Austin Rogers with the tackle. And Rogers is shook up. He, um, he was, Rogers was all over it. He's getting up slow. He's a tough kid. He'll be okay. Checking into the ball game, Isaiah Schlegel now for Tusky Valley. Schlegel goes out wide right. Fox comes wide left. Eye formation now offset eye. As moving to the left hand side, Daniel Alberti. Alberti is a junior. He's into the ball game for the first time. Out of the eye, it is Lewis. Lewis gets the pitch out around the left hand side. Cuts across the 35 up to the 36 yard line. Gain of three on the play for Cody Lewis. Tyler Matter on the hit for the Bears. Seven carries tonight for Lewis. 30 yards on the play. Just over four yards a carry. And it's third down and seven yards to go from the Tusky Valley 37-yard line. Now, Dave, here's an opportunity. Third and long. Bears step up. Stop this drive. Stop the bleeding. You're only a score away from it. Get the ball back. And let's tie this thing up before halftime. Love out of the shotgun. He has Lewis off to his right. Drops back. Lewis looking over the middle, and it is incomplete to Fox. He was open, but Reber had good coverage on him. He would have tackled him right away had he made the catch, but the ball was low. Fox couldn't come up with it, so the Bears' defense holds. Fourth down, seven yards to go, and punting time for Tusky Valley. Well, Fox, um, that was not his fault. That was thrown at his feet, and um, thank goodness. Bears are in good position here to get the ball back. We should end up in midfield. Johnson, who was punted once tonight for 25 yards, will punt the ball away from his 37-yard line. 8.46 to go in the half. Back set to return is Colton Purdy. Good snap. Johnson gets it away. High spiral kick that Purdy's going to let hit inside the 20. It'll bounce inside the 15, and it will be downed at the 11. You cannot ask for a better kick from the Trojans, and Ty Straits was so close to blocking that. He was within a half of inch. His fingers had to touch the strings on the football. 
But um, Wango's going to be deep in the hold. We've got 90 yards to go. That is a 53-yard punt. We have seen some great punts here this evening. Purdy's got two for 52, and Seth Johnson just punted one for 53 yards. What a great night punting by both these schools. And the ball sitting at the 11-yard line of Waynedale with 8.35 left to go in the half. Bears down on the scoreboard, 14-6. to Logan Stanley, five carries tonight, 13 yards. Derek Reber, four carries, just two yards. Reber, two of four in the passing department in his first game as a starter at quarterback. Purdy is out wide left. Slot left is Zimmerly. Straight shotgun formation. Nobody in the backfield. Reber with Stanley moving in motion. Hands it off to Stanley around the left-hand side. No blocking up front. He's going to be dropped inside the 10, back to the 8-yard line for a loss of three. Well, Logan had didn't have a chance today. When he went to the left side, they were literally standing there waiting on him. So it's second down and 13 inside the 10, back to the 8. And Dave, I am just shocked that offensively we have not seen Kyle Ice touch the ball yet. Haven't seen Austin Rogers touch it yet either. Austin Rogers will go slot left. Out wide left is Colton Purdy. Logan Stanley moves behind Derek Reber out of the pistol. Now he moves to the right-hand side. Reber is going to keep it off right side behind right guard. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped for no gain. There is just no blocking going on right now at the line of scrimmage well, you for the had, Bears. You had Rogers sweeping across going right to left, and I really thought they were going to hand it to him. He had some speed when he hit the center, and um, Reber kept it. So the Bears are going to use a timeout. 7.39 left to go in this first half. We will also. Bears using their second timeout. Your score, Tusky Valley 14, Waynedale 6. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one of a kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691. And check us out on Facebook or at Clayzak.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com. 14-6 Bears use their second time out of the half. Tusky Valley's got two remaining. And just the field position so far, Jimmy, has just been inhibiting the Bears from making the play calls that they want to make. Well, Dave, you're pinned third and deep. Um, what are we going to do here? This is going to be interesting. We've got... A back lined up. we got three wide out to the left. Dropping back is Reber. He throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete in and out of the hands of Matt Zimmerly. Reber now two for five in the passing department. Clock stops with 7.35 to go in the half, and it brings up fourth and 13 from the Bears' own eight-yard line, and now Colton Purdy. If he ever needed a 50-yard punt, this is the time. Well, Tusky Valley's just going to get great field position out of this, regardless. Um, 7.35 left in the clock. So Purdy will punt it away inside his own end zone. Landon Fox back about midfield. That shows you the respect that he's giving Colton Purdy's punting ability. Slow snap from center, but Purdy gets it away. He's going to be hit, and it'll be a penalty. Ball is going to hit inside the 45, and it'll be dropped down and downed at the 48-yard line. 
So it'll be a 40-yard punt, but Purdy got knocked down. And now over talking to the head referee, Todd Rini, and handing him back his flag. Let's see if it's going to be roughing the punter or running into the punter. And it looks like it's just going to be running into the punter, so that's a five-yard penalty. Just the second against Tusky Valley on the night. Now the Bears have to decide if they want Purdy to punt it again. He got away with a 40-yard punt that time, and it would either be Tusky Valley ball at the 48-yard line, or the Bears can repunt it. And it looks like Matt Zerker is going to go ahead and repunt it. Yeah, Purdy's back there. He's getting ready to kick. And five yards, I'll take it any time I can get it, but that could have been a huge break for the Bears. So it's fourth down eight as the ball moves outside now to the 13-yard line. And he'll punt it away from just about his own goal line. Fox back about his own 45 to return this punt after the officials get the down marker set. And now the line judge, Colby Byron, still trying to get the ball set with the referee, Todd Reaney. It'll bring up fourth down and eight yards to go, but the Bears are still going to punt the ball away after the penalty. They're second of the night for Tusky Valley for 10 yards total. 7.26 left to go in the half. 14-6 Trojans. Low snap. Purdy scoops it up. He's going to punt it away, and it'll hit at the 45. Bounce away from Fox. Picks it up at the 48. Stop and go outside the 40, and he'll step out of bounds. At the 40-yard line. Well, Fox waved that off for a fair catch, and it never made it to him. It dropped about three yards in front of him. That's when he picked it up and took off. 38-yard punt on the play and a seven-yard return to the 40-yard line. So Tusky Valley will take it over at the Waynedale 40, first and 10. 7.15 to go before half. The Bears, early in this game, Jimmy, were winning the battle of field position, but here lately it has well, been it all Tusky Valley. Yes, it has. It's turned on us, and um, we were pinned deep, resulting, couldn't get that third down completed, and um, here we are, and Tusky Valley's already knocking. Love out of the pistol. He's got Hopwood to his right, hands off to Hopwood around the left-hand side, hits him at the 40, man. He just ran right over Jarrett Varner. Knocked him back about a yard, but didn't pick up anything. Werner's not even sure what town he's in right now. and um, He may have picked up a yard on the play. That was a good thing. He did definitely stop him, but he got hit hard. It's going to be second and nine. That's three carries on the night for Hopwood, nine yards on the evening. Second down, nine yards to go. Ball just inside the 39, close to the 38. A long nine, short eight. Out of the shotgun is Ethan Love. Hopwood to his right. Moving in motion is Lewis to the left. Hand off to Lewis around the right-hand side now. And he'll cut it across right tackle down to the 40, make it the 36-yard line. Gain of two on the play for Lewis. The problem for the Bears, this was four-down territory for Tusky Valley from the beginning. So um, they've got two more shots at it. Lewis averaging four yards a carry. He's got eight, 32 yards on eight carries. Checking into the ball game now is Nathan Lewis. Lewis will go out wide right. The junior coming out wide left is Fox Ball on the far hash mark. Third down, seven yards to go. I formation. 
Up back is Johnson. I back is Lewis. Hand off to Johnson. Off the left-hand side. He runs right over Zimmerly. Breaks it into the clear to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown. He made that happen right at the line of scrimmage when he just ran right over Zimmerly. Zimmerly, I don't know what happened there. That's just one-on-one tackling. And ran right over him. By the time Stanley got there, it was too late. Four carries tonight, 61 yards for Seth Johnson, two touchdowns, and it is now 20 to six. Tusky Valley on top of it. 5:37 to go in the first half of play. Fox will come in and attempt the extra point. Love the holder. Good snap. Kick is up. And the kick is right through the upright. 5.37 to go in the first half. And your score, it's the Trojans 21, Waynedale 6. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. 21-6 Tusky Valley. Jimmy, Matt Zerker thought that this team was going to be extremely physical this year, but I'll tell you one thing, Tusky Valley has come out and they have out-physicaled the Bears so far. Well, Dave Johnson, when he gets the ball, he's got his mind made up where he's going to go, and you're going to have to stop him. And right now, the Bears cannot stop him. Matt Zimmerly walked up to Seth Johnson. Seth Johnson put his head down, and Matt Zimmerly put his head down and thought, oh, no. And Johnson ran him right over and then busted at the remaining 30 yards for the score. You have got to completely sell out to take down Seth Johnson. You've got, you to, got to want to tackle him. You've got to wrap him up. You've got to hit him low and grab his, his upper body. Once he starts pushing, you see right there, he just literally he will run you right over. So we've got a water break here. They picked the most peculiar times to take a water break. Yes, they do. So the Bears really need a drive. You know, we talked with Matt Zerker before the game on Wednesday night. And in the scrimmage last Friday night against Indian Valley, the Bears were down 21 nothing. And sure, it's a scrimmage, and you don't play as hard in a scrimmage. Let's just call it what it is. You don't play as hard as you, you do don't. in a game during a scrimmage. But there was a point in time, Jimmy, and you saw it, when the Bears were down 21 to nothing, and they came up with a big 10-play drive, and that seemed to turn the tide for this team. And that's what they need right now. What we need right now is just like you say, put the drive together. Get, we got five minutes and 37 seconds till halftime here. If the Bears can get in the end zone, they will get the confidence. They've got a young team, and um, anything can happen. So Purdy back set to return along with Logan Stanley and Zimmerly. Fox will kick it off from his own 40. Gets a high end over end kick. The Purdy will take in at his 9. Cuts it across the 15 to the 20 right up the middle. Out to the 25-yard line to the 26-yard line on the carry. So a 17-yard return for Colton Purdy. And with 5.31 remaining in the first half, the Bears will take it over, and this is their best field position and the most normal time they've got the football back in about the last 10 minutes of play. The last time we were we had 90 yards to go. We only got 74 this time, Dave. 
So the ball at the 26-yard line, first and ten for the Bears, five and a half remaining in the first half. 21-6, Tusky Valley. Colton Purdy out wide left. Tight end right, Ben Farrar. Slot left, now moving to the wing left, is Austin Rogers. Reber under center, fake handoff, rolled to the left, throws over the middle, complete to Ben Farrar. He's got the first down at the 40, dropped the football, ball loose, and Tusky Valley will pick it up at their own 46. First fumble of the night by Ben Farrar, and it is recovered by Tusky Valley. Farrar, big guy too, Dave, 255 pounds, 6'5", junior, and... um. I think his feet just got away from me. Turned around, he started to run, he got hit by two different defenders. Ball flew out of there. So they'll spot it at the Waynedale 46-yard line, first and ten for Tusky Valley, and this is where the defense really has to stiffen and not give up another TD. Well, the Bears cannot afford to go down by three scores, so we got 5.22 left in the second quarter. It's time to stop this drive. They are they are already on Waynedale's side of the field. Tusky Valley has two timeouts remaining here in this half. They're bringing in the beef up front and Tusky Valley is going to have to use a timeout, Tusky Valley timeout because they were the running timeout. players in and out and couldn't get guys out onto the field quick enough. So there's a timeout on the field. We'll keep it right here. 522. Can't stress this enough, Jimmy. The Bears need to come up with a key defensive stop here on this. The Trojans have got it first and ten at the Waynedale 46. They cannot afford to go down by another touchdown. If you sum this half up so far, Davis, definitely the rugby kick. That's what got us in trouble. That got the Bears. We lost the ball on that. Um, the, inter- the fumble definitely hurt, but it's not too late to stop the bleeding. we got to get a defensive stance here together and do not let them in the end zone again. So the Trojans, using their second time out of the half, they'll have one remaining. Bears have one left also. Well, you can't say enough about the amount of improvement that George Zagalis has brought to this Tusky Valley program. They were 0-10 two years ago, 5-5 and a year ago, and they are a very good football team that the Bears are trying to compete with here tonight. After the timeout, Love drops straight back out of the shotgun. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it deep to Hopwood. Overthrew him at the 15-yard line. That was a pretty pass by Love, but he just overthrew it. He overthrew him by three yards, and if he would have had a little more step, pep in his step, that would have been six points. Love now one for three in the passing department. Last year he had 11 touchdown passes, just one interception. And the pass is just not a part of Zagalas's offense, but Love right there. Well, he put that thing 30 years down, 30 yards downfield on the line. So he's got the arm to do it. And I think you're going to see um, a little bit of Johnson from here on out. They want to get that clock down so if they do score, there's no time left for the Bears. Second and ten. Handoff goes to Johnson off left tackle across the 40 into Waynedale territory to the 35 to the 30 where he is dropped right there by Logan Stanley. Yeah, Stanley playing outside linebacker came in and saved it because Johnson is fast. He was there and Logan came over and put the stops on it. Five carries, 77 yards tonight for Seth Johnson. Might as well call him Pete Johnson. Five minutes and running left to go in the half. 21-6, and it's first and 10, Tusky Valley at the 30-yard line of Waynedale. And the Trojans are marching. Hicks goes out wide to the right. Lewis, Nate Lewis, comes out wide left. Hopwood slot left. 
Kobe Lewis is slot right out of the shotgun. Hand off to Hopwood. Breaks a tackle. Press the right-hand side. Now there's a flag down. It looks like there'll be a holding in the backfield. Hopwood picked up four on the play down to the Waynedale 26, but let's wait. It will be holding against Tusky Valley. Purdy on the tackle for the Bears. The hold occurred at about the 35-yard line, so that'll mark the Trojans back to close to the 45 after the 10-yard mark off. That is their third penalty of the night for a total of 20 yards. So it takes it back to the 45, and it'll be first down and 25 yards to go. And that's a key penalty. That is. got four minutes and 38 seconds, and they're going to run the ball. That clock's going to move, and hopefully they'll run out of time. Clock will be moving now. 4.35 left to go in the half. Trojans come up to the line of scrimmage. Out of the I formation, Love under center. Fox comes out wide left, tight end right. Ball in the center of the field. Love hands off to Lewis. Lewis off left tackle. Inside the 40, down to the 37-yard line. Boy, six, seven, eight yards a crack for Tusky Valley. Matter of fact, nobody is even touching Tusky Valley at the line of scrimmage. They're five or six yards upfield before they get touched. Actually, Ice came off the line, ran after him, tackled him from the backside after he got through the line. Second down, and call it 17 yards to go at the Waynedale 37-yard line. 3.49 and running left to go here in the half. Love out of the shotgun on second down. Handoff goes to Johnson again on the left-hand side to the 35. Breaks it into the clear. Across the 20. Up the left side inside the 20. And he stepped out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Well, Johnson, we had our chance with Rodgers. He got away from him. We got saved by Logan Stanley for the stopper. He'd have been six points. That puts Johnson over the 100-yard mark. 104 yards tonight on six carries. Two touchdowns, all in the first half. 3.36 and another first down for the Trojans, their eighth of the night. 21-6, Tusky Valley. Receivers out wide on both sides out of the spread. Johnson, the single setback to the left, out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Love. Love cuts it inside the 15, down to the 12. Gain of three yards on the carry. Tackle made by Jarrett Varner and Ty Straits. So gain of three, call it a short three, and it's second down and eight. That's just good smash-mouth football there, Dave. Um, Got two inside guys coming in after them, but they've got um, eight yards to go. Three minutes till halftime. Fox wide left. Now Lewis lines up slot left. Two receivers up wide to the right-hand side to the far side. One of them is Hopwood. Johnson out of the pistol with Love. Love's going to keep it right up the middle on the fake handoff to Lewis, but Love kept it, takes it down to the 10. Well, you know, they tried that with Love before it worked. They got him in the end zone. They thought they'd try it again, but I tell you, I would be hard-pressed with Johnson in the backfield to give it to anybody but. Ball right at the 10-yard line of Waynedale. They can pick up a first down without scoring. It's third and six. They need to get inside the four to pick up the first down. Inside the five, let's say, where the yard marker is. Hicks goes out wide right. Make that Lewis. That's Nate Lewis out wide right. Out of the eye. Fake handoff. Love rolls out to the right. He's got Nate Lewis to make that box in the end zone. Touchdown. 
But Fox was wide open. He just ran the drag route across the end zone. He started out on the left, ended up on the right, and caught the touchdown pass. Ledford was five yards off of him. Bears down 27-6, two minutes and 11 seconds left on the clock. That's the first catch of the night for Fox. And Love, two for four in the passing department. His first touchdown pass of the year. And Fox kicks that one up, and it goes in through the upright. Wow. Boy, that was about as ugly a kick as you could get and still get it through the upright. 28-6. to Tusky Valley on top of it by 22 with 2.11 left to go. Bears have one timeout left, Jimmy, so they've got to use it wisely and see if they can do what they haven't done throughout this entire second quarter, and that is move the football up the field. Well, what's really um, sad for the Bears is what I thought their strong point would be the run. I'm thinking Ice, Stanley, um, up the middle, and two minutes left on the clock, unless you get some phenomenal field position here, you're not going to do that. Unless you break a couple big ones, um, you're going to concede and go and three scores down. The offensive line just has not been able to get any push from the line of scrimmage, point of attack. And that has been a big problem. Reaver has not had any time to pass and the Bears have not had any time for as a receiving group to run their routes up the field. Two minutes, 11 seconds left to go before halftime. At halftime we'll talk to Waynedale Athletic Booster Club President Mark Lemon and find out what's happening with the Booster Club on the initial Apple Creek Bank halftime report for this year. Next week we'll be down in Ridgewood. You think this is a long drive, Jimmy? Wait till next week. Yeah, that's right down there between somewhere and nowhere. (laughs) It's not like Swanton. Remember one person told me last year it looked like somebody dropped a football field in the middle of deliverance last year with Swanton, and that's exactly what it looked like. The bathrooms were three blocks and a couple of fast food restaurants away. Yes, it was not a um, user-friendly facility. 2.11 left to go. Fox will kick it away. Low line drive kick that's going to hit and bounce out of bounds. Zimmerly picked it up for some reason. The ball was going out of bounds. He picked it up and ran out of bounds with it at the 10. I don't know what he was thinking, Dave. I think he got under pressure. He thought we got to get. He didn't think it was going to go out of bounds. It surely was. He picked it off right on the sideline. That goes out of bounds. There's a flag. And um, we've got another kick, but just so happened we are really going to pin the Bears deep right now. So the Bears will take it over at their own 10-yard line. No time elapsed on the clock because immediately as soon as Zimmerly picked the ball up, he stepped out of bounds. But he caught the ball first, then stepped out. So it's first and 10 for the Bears at their own 10-yard line, and let's see what... Matt Zerker has. Now Zimmerly is going to come out of the ball game. Purdy is in. Tight end left is Farrar. Rebert is going to come up under center. Now you've got an eye formation with a wing back, and that's Rogers. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley. Cuts it across the 10, out to the 15, to the 20, out to the 21-yard line. Best run of the ball game by Logan Stanley. Picks up 11, and it's a first down for the Bears. Just their second of the night. That's the seventh carry of the night for Logan. 21 yards on the carry. First and 10. 
Ball at the 21-yard line. Two minutes to go exactly. Left to go in the half. Reaver back under center. Same formation. Handoff goes to Stanley. Off left tackle. Across the 21, out to the 22. Make it the 23. Keeps struggling. Out near the 25-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Logan Stanley. But the clock is going to continue to run. Bears are down by 22 at 28-6 to with a minute 35 to go. Ball just shy of the 25-yard line. Nose of the football right on the 25. Well, the Bears are doing just what the Trojans want them to do right now, and that's run the ball and keep the clock moving. And Tusky Valley will get the ball to open the second half. Remember that because the Bears got the opening kickoff. On the right-hand side is Kyle Ice out of the eye with the up back, Rogers. Now Reber's going to drop back, throw it into the left flat to Logan, to Colton Purdy, across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. He's close to a first down. Clock continues to run. They'll give him the first down, and the clock will stop. Takes the ball out across the 30-yard line to the 31. That is the fourth completion of the night and the third catch of the night to Colton Purdy. Clock's moving again. Now we're below a minute. Bears still barking out the play. Ball at the Tusky Valley 32-yard line. First and 10. 50 seconds to go in the half. Reber throws it out into the left flat. It is complete. Looked like it hit the ground, but it didn't. Colton Purdy picked it up, and he's got the first down after an 11-yard reception. They're going to stop that clock long enough to move them sticks. Bears getting near midfield, but only 44 seconds left in the half. That's the fourth catch of the night for Purdy. Reber out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Purdy out in the left flat. In and out of the hands of Purdy on that one. And it's incomplete. Clock stops with 35.2 seconds to go. And Tusky Valley knows what Wingo's doing. They're thrown to the sidelines. We're trying to catch a ball, get a first down, and more importantly, get out of bounds and stop the clock. And they are going to do their best, even if they um, concede a down, to um, keep the Bears in bounds. And in case you're wondering, with Andy Ford, Matt Zerker said earlier this week, he is comfortable with Andy Ford trying anything inside a 37-yard field goal attempt, which means the ball would have to be at the 20 or in. The Bears have a long way to go for that with 35.2 seconds. Out of the pistol, Reber drops straight back. He's going to run it right up the middle, hit behind the line, and he'll be dropped at the 42-yard line, a loss of two. And it'll bring third down and 11 yards to go, 22 seconds left. Let's see if the Bears even bother to put together another play. The Bears aren't even lining up, Dave. 15 seconds to go, clock running. Here they go. Now they put Zimmerly out wide right. Purdy wide to the left. Dropping back. Reber, three seconds, gets the snap. And they're going to get a playoff. He throws it over the middle. It is incomplete on the play to Austin Rogers. And that ends the first half of play. It started out so promising. And then the final 16 minutes of the first half turned out to be a disaster for the Bears. We are at halftime from Tusky Valley. The Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report is next with our guest Mark Lemon. Your score here at halftime. It is Tusky Valley 28 and Waynedale 6. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Waynedale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. 
increase your visibility with a high-quality professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sassi today, 330-830-9760. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Well, we're back here at halftime of this game between Waynedale and Tusky Valley. 28-6. to Tusky Valley on top of it. Seth Johnson's really been the Achilles heel for the Bears so far tonight. He's got over 100 yards rushing so far for Tusky Valley and two touchdowns. But right now what we want to do on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report, turn our attention towards the Waynedale Athletic Booster Club. And with us now is... The new president, Mark Lemon of the Waynedale Athletic Booster Club. Mark, thanks for joining us here tonight. How are things going? Good, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me up here. Hey, first, Dave, before uh, I say anything else, I just want to thank you for the last couple of years. You've been doing these broadcasts. You've been doing an awesome job. I tell you what, um, nothing better than getting out to these games live. But if you can't uh, be here, be able to have this opportunity to listen to it, I've, I've done it several times myself. And uh, it's just it's a great asset. You're a great asset. And I just want to, on behalf of the Booster Club and all Waynedale fans, I want to say thank you. So, thank, thank you, Mark. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Good. It's good, a lot of fun. Good. But, so the Booster Club, I mean, they, they've done a lot for the Waynedale Athletics, of course, the, the wrestling building and everything down the road. What are the goals for the, the Athletic Booster Club now since you've become president? Oh, i tell you what. We've just kind of been a turnover with the uh, leadership of Booster Club. with uh, all new officers. Um, the uh, the previous officer did a tremendous job on a lot of different areas. We're still just kind of getting our feet wet. We haven't really set any major goals yet. We're just kind of feeling our way into things. One of the needs, though, that we do see we need is uh, probably a new football scoreboard. Um, that's that's been discussed a couple times. Um, so that's kind of on the radar a little bit. Um, and then just kind of the normal things: buying the uniforms, miscellaneous needs that all the teams might need, um, the dinners, uh, things, different things. So we're just trying to kind of ease our way into things here. You know, Texas just one of the high schools down in Texas just built a seventy million dollar stadium with a new <laughs> state of the art scoreboard. Any thought about maybe trying to do that? <laughs> I tell you what, you, you, you find us that donor, uh, let me know. But I, I heard about that also. <laughs> we can get Jimmy Haslam down here maybe yeah. to put some money into it. Mark, over over the years, what type of things have the Booster Club done? Because a lot of people don't realize. I mean. You look at the, these teams like the uniforms. Okay, I know the Booster Club has a lot to do with that. The wrestling building, but what are the things that the Booster well, Club? Well, not only the wrestling in? building, but that whole concession stand locker room facility. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was phase one. Uh, the Booster Club, that was all privately um, done, but for the Booster Club donations, um, the new scoreboards in the in the, in the gym. Uh, the we put almost twenty thousand dollars of equipment in the weight room since it has been expanded since we opened up that area where the old wrestling room was. Um, so a lot of things that people don't quite realize, um, but some some fairly big ticket items that you know Booster Club has done. And I tell you what, Booster Club couldn't do it without the help that we get 
Um, you know, yeah, there's people that come to the meetings. There's people that are a little more involved. But there's also just the parent. We know parents are busy, but a lot of people just step up and help work concession stands, um, help with different little things, and we just couldn't do it without that or just the support of the community. We have a great community, and um, we, we, we get a lot of support from donors, just people helping, businesses. And I just want to thank all those people that help out one form or, form or another. How do you, if you've got an idea, what do you do to, to try to, to supplement that idea and, and, and take it to the Booster Club? What, is, what does somebody do? If you've, got, if you've got an idea to try to do something. Oh, I tell you what. Well, first off, we meet once a month. Uh, it's the first Monday of every month, 7 p.m. It's usually in the uh, high school cafeteria. This coming uh, first Monday in September, however, is Labor Day. We, we did reschedule that. Um, I believe it's the, the, the next Wednesday. So if you want to come to, come to a Booster Club meeting, they're open to everyone. We encourage people to come. Um, or um, they can contact one of the officers uh, any time. Um, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. The other thing is take advantage of the Athletics Facebook page. If you're not already on Facebook, get on it. Like that page. All kinds of information is, is posted and published on the, on the Facebook page. If a coach needs something, do they usually come to you guys to try to help fulfill that need? Yes. Yeah, a lot of times they'll come to a booster club meeting. Um, they'll make a presentation or proposal. Uh, and if we're able to help out, we, we do our best to try and do so. Okay. What about this game so far? i got to ask you about this before I let you go. It, it has been, you know, it started out so promising. Oh, I'll then... tell you, they, they, got, they held, them, held them there with defense and got the score. I, was, I thought, all right, okay, here we go. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a little lopsided. Hopefully we can turn things around. Hopefully they're just still a little nervous. They're trying to kick off. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're optimistic for this year, and hopefully we can get things turned around. You know, and they're so young. They're so young this year. They're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we lost we lost a lot last year, uh, the graduate, that's for sure. So it's definitely kind of a rebuilding year. So so 20 years for Lem's Pizza. Yes, yep. Uh, we celebrated 20 years for, for old Lem's. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we're uh, very thankful for that and for the community support we've gotten there as well. I've got to ask you this. When did you, I mean, 20 years ago, <laughs> how did you get the idea to go ahead and open up a pizza place? I tell you what, it was, it was kind of an odd freak thing. I got graduated college, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, and uh, we had a family friend that had a little pizza shop uh, down in Holmes County, and uh, he said, hey, you should open up a pizza shop in Fredericksburg. I think one would go. So uh, we, my parents had a grocery store. We just put a little takeout only in the back corner of the store, and kind of uh, the rest is history. We expanded and added on and we're, moved to where we're at now, and just uh, it's kind of 20 years flew by. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You, you thanked me at the beginning. Let me thank you because you you have uh, come up here with the Lem's Pizza star of the game throughout the entire our two and a half years of doing these games, and I'll tell you, the kids have loved it. They've loved it. I've loved giving it away. The kids have loved it. And, and I hope, uh, you know, we appreciate you for doing that. No problem. You're surely welcome. I'm a pleasure to do it. Mark, thanks a lot. Thank you, Dave. Take care. Mark Lennon, the president of the Booster Club. Our thanks to him for stopping by here at halftime and telling us about the Booster Club. We're about 13 minutes away from the second half of action, so we will be back with more. Your score here at halftime. Stusky Valley 28, Waynedale 6. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. 
At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell, Jimmy Miller back here at Tusky Valley. Our thanks to Mark Lemon for joining us here at halftime of tonight's game. 28 to 6, and it has really been a relatively ugly second quarter. The first quarter went well for the Bears. I mean, let's, let's just call it what it is, Jimmy. The first quarter went well, but the second quarter, Tusky Valley really started to put their influence and their emphasis on the offensive line. And from what I've seen from up here so far, and I'm sure the coaches are talking about it at halftime, and one of the adjustments they're going to have to make is that when Tusky Valley is running the football, before a running back is even touched, they're five yards up the field. Well, that's the problem. They're getting, they're beating us off the line. They're just, they're too fast, and um, we're counting on linebackers every time. And that's one of the reasons that Matt Zerker said he went back to the 4-3 instead of the 4-4 was because he wanted to protect the linebackers a little bit more. Unfortunately, the way Tusky Valley's running the football here, what do you do? You have to bring the safety up. And then we saw in the second quarter, Ethan Love tried to throw the ball down the middle. Well, yeah, they, they have no choice. They're going to have to bring the safeties up. The linebackers do all the work and contain it. We've got to keep it under five yards. So right now your score is 28-6, to and Seth Johnson has really been the pain in the side for the Bears. In this first half, Jimmy, he's got six carries in the ball game for 104 yards and two touchdowns. Well, if you'd ask me how many carries, I'd have guessed a lot more than six just because of how many yards it is. It seems like he is a one-man wrecking crew, and they've got a complete team, but he is definitely hurt the Bears. But look at their team rushing stats so far. 24 carries, 152 yards total. That includes one sack that the Bears have had. So it's just been a nightmare for the Bears. They've got to do something to stop this rushing attack for Tusky Valley. Meanwhile, on the other side, they did put some semblance of a drive together towards the end of the first half, Jimmy, but let's be realistic about it. Tusky Valley was in a prevent defense, and their center was at least 20, 30 yards back. We, we, that was by design for Tusky Valley. We did exactly what they wanted us to do. We, we did right there, Dave, what we should have done at the beginning of the second quarter, not at the end of the second quarter. That tried to develop something, put some confidence in them back, but I am still surprised. I'm looking at ice, and I'm looking at these guys out here, um, Rogers, Austin Rogers, and I'm surprised they have not touched the ball offensively. Yeah, ice has not had a carry, neither has Rogers. The Bears, so far, 14 carries, 25 yards rushing. That's all they've got. And I'm surprised that um, we've used our sophomore quarterback the way we have, too. I mean, we've got all the eggs in one basket here, and um, I'm not sure what we got hiding behind him, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, right now, it's looking like the Bears have got to get some, you know, and Tusky Valley's got the ball to open up the second half. they got to stop. The Bears have to come out here, and I'm talking three and out, Dave. I'm not talking put a couple drives together. The Bears got to come out here three and out, 
stop them, get the confidence, get the ball back. Well, as we are looking at what's happening also on the NFL scene, the Cleveland Browns are down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a score of three to nothing. The Bucks kicked a 48-yard field goal, and they lead it now by a score of three to nothing here in the third preseason game for the Cleveland Browns. No score yet out of the Indians game. They just began in Texas, and they lost last night to the Rangers by that score of 9 to nothing. We're about eight minutes away from the second half of play. Jimmy and I will be back with more here at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report right after this timeout. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Waynedale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank Local. Bank Better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. 28-6, Tusky Valley on top of it. The Tusky Valley Trojan marching band entertaining us here at halftime. We've talked about what the Bears have to do, but let's take a look at the stats so far in this one. Tusky Valley, 24 rushes for 152 yards. Their quarterback, Ethan Love, 2 of 4 passing for 15 yards, or excuse me, 22 yards in the first half. Tusky Valley had 9 first downs. Meanwhile, in the passing department, those two completions, one went to Jared Hicks for six yards, the other went to Landon Fox for ten yards, and that was for a touchdown. Penalties, Tusky Valley, three penalties for 20 yards total. They've had two punts in the ball game for an average of 37 yards per punt. And in that first quarter, Tusky Valley led it seven to six. But here in the second quarter of play, they outscored Waynedale 21 to nothing. And they lead it here at halftime by a score of 28 to 6 in the ballgame. Waynedale, Jimmy just 14 carries, 25 yards. You've got Logan Stanley with 8 carries, 25 yards total. And then you've got Derek Reber who's carried the ball 6 times for no gain. And Derek Reber, 5 of 10 passing, 35 yards. He's completed four passes to Colton Purdy, but three of them came in that final drive where Tusky Valley was just giving a, giving a big you, cushion. Yeah, Dave, you can wipe that last drive off the record, folks. It does not hold any water to this game. Wayne right spot was that drive when uh, Reber scored, um, fooled everybody. And I'm just thinking now that could have been the worst thing that happened to the Bears, uh, the way they scored, I'm talking. And with, with that sophomore quarter back up the middle, and um, it's scary because right now you're down by three scores. They have the ball, and you're putting a lot of pressure on a sophomore. If you think he's going to bring you through this game, you're going to have to count on Ice. You're going to have to count on Stanley. You're going to have to count on these other guys to, to get us through this um, storm. And the one thing about it is the middle has been open for the Bears offensively. Ben Farrar caught the one pass in the second quarter for 16 yards. He missed two other passes. One was overthrown. The second pass, he, he fumbled away. But the middle has been open. If you can do a quick pop pass over the middle, I think you're able to loosen things up on Tusky Valley. 
two disastrous things. As I sit here and think about this first half, two disastrous things. Obviously, one is the kick, the punt. We punted the ball. We're running instead of just standing there and kicking the ball like you've done a 100 years playing football. You're doing this rugby-style thing. The defense comes in. They block it. Next thing you know, you're 60 yards from where you should be. They've got the ball. And then, obviously, the big um, tight end fumble did not help at all. The scoring plays so far in tonight's ballgame, let's go over them. Waynedale jumped out on top of things six to nothing. Reber ran it in from seven yards out and the Bears led it six to nothing. Then Seth Johnson ran the ball in from twenty six yards out. It was a Tusky Valley touchdown and the score was seven to six as the extra point was good. Ethan Love then later on in the second quarter ran it in from sixteen yards out. The extra point was good and it was fourteen to six. Seth Johnson again ran it in. And the point after touchdown was good. That made it 21 to 6. And then Landon Fox caught a 10 yard touchdown pass. And that made the score 28 to 6, which is right where we are at right now here against Tusky Valley. We'll be back to take a look at what the Bears are going to have to do and how to get back into this ball game quickly. We'll do that right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Well, in case you're interested, the the Browns just kicked the 35-yard field goal with 8.09 left to go in the first quarter, and they have tied up Tampa Bay at three apiece. And the game in Texas between the Indians and the Texas Rangers has just gotten underway where Corey Kluber is throwing for the Indians tonight. So hopefully the Indians will be able to break that three-game losing streak. I think four-game losing streak, isn't it? No, it's three. three they, they won the first game in Oakland. One they they got to get back in the win column. I don't know what Detroit's doing, but we gotta we got to win that division. So, Jimmy, as you look at this game, the Bears right now, they're losing the battle at the point of attack. That's the first thing that they have got to get straightened out here. But let's look at that first drive by Tusky Valley. The Bears contained it, and I'm thinking, here we go, we can play. And it literally, it's almost like when Johnson got his touchdown there at the end of the um, first quarter, it's almost like you could flip a switch and you just feel the momentum. And that second quarter was just disastrous for the Bears. And again, when Purdy went for the the uh, the first time he did it, with the rugby-style kick, I was a little surprised. The second time, he ran right into the pressure. Well, I thought that the first time he did it, I thought they were going for it. I'm thinking, what are we doing? That's we're going to go for it on our, on their side of the field. And um, obviously, he kicked it, and it worked well. And 
they knew it was coming, so they rushed it. I mean, we weren't surprised. They knew how we were going to kick it. They responded. Literally, like you said, by the time he kicked it, he ran right into a wall and didn't stand a chance. Well, Tusky Valley is just now coming out of the locker room for the second half. The Bears... Well, we're less than a minute left on the clock. Well, you've always got the three-minute mark that comes back up, but the Bears right now are coming out along with Tusky Valley, but... The Bears, Tusky Valley's got some pep in their step. The Bears right now, as we look at them. Well, they got their tails between their legs, and they're going to have to dig down deep and um, turn things around here. This is where last year's team had the senior leadership. You've got four seniors on this team that really need to take control of this this attitude right now and try to get the Bears back into this thing. Well, yeah, you do have four seniors, but I still say you got some big names in that junior class, too. And um, don't turn off your radio. This game is not over. It's 28 to 6 right now. The Bears are down on the scoreboard by 22. Tusky Valley will get the opening kickoff, but the Bears, we've seen them come back in years past and the tradition is there. So your score here at halftime, it's Tusky Valley 28, Waynedale 6. We'll be back with second half play by play after this timeout. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank halftime show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock system. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Okay, so this Noodle one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium-high brown. Ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge. Perfection! Find your flavor at PorkBeInspired.com. Pork. Be inspired. Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, these two teams have met 10 straight years. This is the 11th straight year. The last time Tusky Valley won was in 2012. That was a 7 nothing game right here when Tusky Valley got the opening kickoff and ran it back for a touchdown to win it 7 nothing. That was the only score in the game. And then two years prior to that in 2010, Tusky Valley won also here 28-13. to But all the other years, Jimmy... Waynedale has won 8 out of 10. This is year 11, and the Bears are going to have to really dig down deep in order to come back in this one. Well, that's why I'm looking at this team right now. 
I'm looking at this Tuscan Valley team, and they are pumped up. I mean, they look like they've just won the Super Bowl, and they still have another half of football to play. But you got to remember, 0-10 two years ago, 500 last year. You got a chance at winning your home opener. Um, they're they're fired up. The Bears have got it. If the Bears can come back and pull this off, um, they'll get some confidence in a, in a young team. Well, let's see what can happen with this young team. They can only go two directions. They can either dig down deep and come back in this one, or just roll over and play dead. And you're hoping that this team is just going to dig down deep. Well, and if they roll over and play dead, we'll have a continuous clock in the fourth quarter. Well, they had the continuous clock last night in the Worcester Orville game, and that began with about four minutes left to go in the first quarter. Well, that there was um, Worcester really is that good. It'll be interesting to see how they end up in the year, and um, they're contagious there. They're excited. They redid their stadium. They moved the bleachers in. They've got their artificial turf. They've got a great booster club behind them, and um, I think the generals can make a mark. They're going to have to really contend with Ashland and Lexington, yep, though, in order are. to win that that conference, that OCC. It's that good this year. So the Bears will be kicking it off. They'll be going from left to right across your computer screen. Lewis and Hopwood are back set to return. Andy Ford. The soccer, soccer style kicker will be kicking it off for the Bears as we get ready to start the second half of play here from Tusky Valley High School. Ford approaches the football and he'll kick it off and it is a high end over end kick that'll be taken in by Lewis at his 15. He drops the ball, goes back, picks it up and he drives, takes it on across the 15 to the 20 up the right hand side, struggles across the 25, spins and finally is going to be run out of bounds. And let's say they're going to spot him at about the 30-yard line. So Boy, the 20-yard return. The way he dropped that ball when he caught it, it was amazing that he turned it into a 20-yard return. I thought we were going to get down there and actually seen a chance at it. He picked it up right as the Wayneville defender was getting there, took it 20 yards. They're going to be on the 30-yard line. I take that back. They're right at the 30. Yeah, they are on the 30. Well, they've got the ball split. Now, wait a second. The, the, markers are, <laughs> the markers are clear back to the 26. They've got the ball at the 30. Now the side judge says, whoa, wait a minute. And the umpire decides he's going to come in. And Antonio Johnson, he'll move it back. Now they're going to say the 27. So that's where they've got it spotted. First and 10 for the Trojans at the 27. Ethan Love, who was two for four in the first half for a touchdown pass. Fake handoff. He's going to run it right out of the pistol. He breaks a tackle across the... Cut, takes it up to the 30, back to the line of scrimmage, cuts to the left to the 35, and run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. And he's got a first down. Sophomore quarterback, 12 yards, and just shaking off Bears like he's nobody's business. And that is a, that is a great run by Ethan Bowe. Every time Tusky Valley runs into trouble, they cut to the left. That's the way it's been. He had three guys that hands on him, one of them in the backfield, and we don't know how to tackle Going out wide right is Lewis. Coming out wide left is Fox. High formation. That's Nate Lewis out wide right. Handoff up the middle goes to Johnson. He had over 100 yards in the first half. Takes it right up the middle, and he takes it out to the 44-yard line for a gain of four. So he's got 110 yards. You know, they're not even playing smash mouth a lot, Dave. They did there, but even when they do, they move that line. They got four yards. It was a hard four, but they got four yards. Checking in is Isaiah Schlegel now. For Tusky Valley. Second down, six yards to go from the 44 yard line. 11 13 and running, left to go in the third quarter. It's 28 to 6. Wayne Dale down by 22. 
I formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Love hands it off to Hopwood right up the middle. Across the 45 up to the 46-yard line. Gain of two for Hopwood. He's got four carries for 11 yards tonight. And it's third down. Call it three yards to go. Hopwood's been a great um, option for them. Get Ty Straight, Stanley in on the tackle for the Bears. So the ball is at the 46-yard line. They need to get it to midfield in order to pick up the first down. They had nine first downs in the first half. If the Bears can put a stop on here, this will be a real confidence. That's exactly we can get the ball what back. they need to do. Ball under the I formation. Seth Johnson just to the left. Fake handoff. Love's going to run it to the right. Gets hit behind the line. Struggles forward. He's going to be shy of the first down. Zimmerly got the ankle tackle at the 49-yard line. A gain of three, and it's fourth and one. And now what will Tusky Valley do? Uh, what should they do, or what will they do? They should kick it, but the way they've... Um, they should punt it, but the way they've moved the ball on the Bears, I think they're going to go for it right at midfield. Tampa Bay leading the Browns now 10-3. to in the first quarter, and the officials are using a timeout. They want to bring the chains out and check this one over. Well, Love stretched out there, and um, I don't know exactly. This is going to be close, Dave. They've got to get to midfield. If they had it where the sticks were, they had to get to midfield. They're just shy of it. Yeah, they, they, you're right. They're going to be uh, they're going to be six inches short. So it's fourth down, and call it about a yeah, about a foot, maybe. I think Tusky Valley may have asked for that measurement so they'd have a chance to talk things over. Smart move by George Zagalas. So it's fourth down. They are going to go for it, and why not? They've got Lewis. They're going to run a full house backfield. They've got Hopwood, Johnson back with Lewis, the deep back. Tight end formation. Love under center. He's going to keep it himself, and he's got the first down. Right at the midfield stripe. He picked up maybe a yard, but it's still enough for the first down. Yeah, he, he got about, needed a foot and got two. So that's the first first down of the second half for Tusky Valley, and they keep the drive alive. Well, let's see. Where are they spotting that football? Yeah, oh, right across the right 50. Across the it's going to be first down. It is a first down. They are in window territory. Initially, it looked like they had placed the ball just shy of the 50, but then they moved it. And that gives Tusky Valley a first down just across midfield into Waynedale territory. 9.45 left to go in the third quarter. It's 28-6 Tusky Valley. Waynedale jumped out on top 6-0, and Tusky has scored the last 28 in a row. Love under center. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Johnson, the first back through. And he takes it out to the 48-yard line for a gain of two. Ty Straits with the tackle. Second down, eight yards to go for the Trojans. They keep running players in and out. Nate Lewis is back into the ball game. Well, they're a little deeper. Well, they're a lot deeper than we are, and they've got a lot of kids standing here just love to get a piece of this action, and um, they're putting some fresh bodies in there. Nate Lewis goes out wide right. Landon Fox comes out wide left. I formation, love under center. Tusky just content to run the football and run the clock up by 22. Pitchback comes out to Hopwood. Hopwood's going to be hit behind the line and dropped right there by Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley had him in the backfield. Kyle Ice came back and solidified the tackle. Loss of two. Great job. So the loss of two on the play. And it brings up third down, nine yards to go. 
Ball at the 49-yard line of Waynedale. And I know I sound like a broken record, Dave, but, I mean, third and long. This is, the Bears got to get the ball back here. Fox goes out wide right. Wide left is Schlegel. Love drops back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Are they going to say that's complete? Well, there's, he was no, on. okay. Oh. That was going to, yeah. That was a drop pass, but the way the side judge came in, looked like he was going to mark the ball, and then he said it was incomplete. And that's about the third or fourth ball that Love's thrown about a foot too low. That could have been big plays. He was, he had some, um, real estate in front of him, and, um, good thing for the Bears, that ball was definitely low. And Tusky Valley will punt the football away. Seth Johnson. Averaging tonight 37 yards a kick with a 53-yarder to his credit. And pretty respected. He's back deep. And Johnson will kick it away. It's a low line drive, end over end kick that hits it about the 15, bounces out of bounds inside the 10. And they will spot it at the six-yard line. Well, now they'll mar- mark it back out to the nine-yard line. So a 40-yard punt on the play for Seth Johnson. Waynedale will take it over first and ten. 8-0-1, left to go in the third quarter. Your score, Tusky Valley 28, Waynedale 6. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Ball resting at the 11-yard line. Bears have it. First and 10. Handoff goes to Stanley off left tackle. Across the 10, out to the 12, maybe the 13. So a gain of two yards on the play for Logan Stanley. He's he's just getting a little help there, Dave. There's no holes, and he's running into a wall. Nine carries on the night, 27 yards, just three yards a carry for Logan. Second down eight. Colton Purdy out wide left. Now Austin Rogers. Goes out wide left also, and Purdy's going to go in that stack right behind Rodgers. Staggered eye formation. Now Ben Farrar moves over tight end left. Now moving to the left is Kyle Ice. Single setback is Logan Stanley. Pitch. Rebert throws it out into the left flat, and it is complete to Colton Purdy. And Purdy takes it across the 20-yard line out to about the 21. So call it a gain of 8 on that reception, and it brings up third down and one yard to go. And um, Reber's pass was actually low there. Um, Purdy had to go down around the um, shins to pick that up, or he could have got maybe a little bit more. kind of stutter-stepped there, but um, nice gain for the Bears. Third down a yard. Ball resting at the 20. Needs to get to the 21. Under center is Reber. Handoff to Logan Stanley. He's going to be hit right at the line and drop for no gain. Well, he tried to run right off left tackle, and there was no place to go. There was nothing there, and the Bears are going to go three and out. No gain on the play brings up fourth down and one. So it's fourth down one, and let's see what the Bears do decide to do. Well, there's too much time left in this game to do anything crazy now, Dave. And they will bring in the punting unit. 6.43 and running left to go in the quarter. 28-6. Tusky Valley. Logan Stanley having trouble with his helmet. 
And now the officials are going to take a timeout. Kyle Ice was trying to get it strapped up for Logan Stanley, and they were having trouble getting the thing snapped. Now they're okay. Purdy will punt the ball away from the 20. Landon Fox back about midfield. Low snap again. Picked up by Purdy. Kicks it away. It'll hit at the 46. Bounce inside the 40 on a great punt. And it will be down at the 35-yard line. And he did a good job getting the punt off. That punt, that ball snap actually hit the ground and bounced. And he had to pick it up. It wasn't even in his hands. So um, Bears are very fortunate to get the ball down to the 35-yard line. That's a 45-yard punt. For Colton Purdy, ball at the 35-yard line. That's where Tusky Valley will take it over, first and 10. 6.15 left to go in the third. Trojans with the lead at 28-6. Second possession of the quarter for Tusky Valley. Nate Lewis checks into the ball game. And he will go out wide right as he came in with the play. Landon Fox goes out wide left. I formation, tight end right, Tusky Valley. And the handoff goes up the middle to the up back. That's Seth Johnson. He's hit right at the line and dropped no gain. First time tonight the Bears have stopped Seth Johnson. The inside tackle really looked good. Ice straight. They just, they were, they called the hold up and there was nothing over there. 17-3, now Tampa Bay leads Cleveland. And they scored two touchdowns here in the first quarter, just 15 seconds to go in the quarter. So the Browns down 17 to 3. 5.43 left to go here. Bears are down by 22. Fox wide left. Hicks wide right. Again, the I formation. And the handoff to the deep back. This time it goes to Lewis. Lewis around the left hand side to the 40, 45, 50. And he's going to be brought down by Jarrett Varner at the 47 yard line. Boy, that's a big play and it was almost disastrous for the Trojans. Austin Rogers literally touches shoestrings on the tackle. So close to pinning on deep there in the backfield and, um, turned out to be a big play for Tusky Valley. 17 yard gain. That is 12 carries on the night. 58 yards for Tusky Valley's Ethan Love. Love, or excuse me, excuse me, that would be Varner. With the basket, with the football, now is Lewis. Lewis brings it off the right-hand side to the 40, and it's inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. So a gain of nine on the carry down to the 38. He went right over top Zimmerly, and Zimmerly actually slowed him down. So it's second down, a yard to go, and Tusky with a drive here that could put the nail in the coffin here in the third quarter. 4.45 left to go in the third. Yeah, this would, uh, with four and, a, four and a half minutes left here, um, a lot of time for the Bears if they can get a stop, but it's just... I formation. Handoff goes to Lewis. Lewis off left tackle inside the 35. He's got the first down down to the 30 to the 27-yard line. 11-yard pickup now for Lewis. He's got 14 carries, 78 yards, and he is 22 yards away from Tusky Valley having two running backs over 100 yards. Yeah, they needed one. They got 11. So it's first and goal. Or first, first, excuse me, not first and goal, first and ten. Handoff goes to Lewis right up the middle. And he takes it to the 21-yard line. Make it the 22-yard line. Gain of five on the carry, second and five. And it's just a steady diet right now of Cody Lewis. Well, he's splitting nice and straight. He's going up through there. The linebackers are 
I don't know if they're too far back or what the answer is, but um, they got five yards before we even touch anybody. Max Lemon checking into the ball game now for Waynedale. Two new cornerbacks are into the ball game for Waynedale too, by the way. Zimmerly and Cedric Chupp. Handoff goes to Lewis. Lewis off left guard. Oh, he's Austin Rogers. Up. Austin Rogers. Nice stop. And Kyle Ice, but he spun forward, picked up two. Ball at the 19-yard line. Make it three, and it'll be third and two. Third down and a short three. That's 16 carries, 85 yards tonight for Lewis. Johnson has got 110. 312 to go in the first quarter, or in the, fir- the third quarter, excuse me. With it out to the right-hand side is Fox. Off the left-hand side, Nate Lewis. Hopwood is the eye back now. Hopwood, fake handoff. Liv rolls out to the right. It is complete and a first down. Complete made to Johnson right at the 15-yard line. So another first down. Well, not only can Johnson run, he can catch two, Dave, and that results in another Tusky Valley first down. So another first down on the play. 28-6 Trojans, 2.55 and a third. Four out of seven completions tonight for Ethan Love. 34 yards at quarterback. 2.55 remaining in this third quarter. I formation, they've been in this formation the entire second half. Love, handoff goes to Hopwood. Hopwood off left guard, stacked up and dropped. Right there at the 15-yard line, no gain. Down by 44, ben, Farrar. ben Farrar with the tackle okay, for the Bears, along with Jared Barner. Jared Barner in there with two and a half minutes to go in the third. Bears need a stop right here. Not sure how good Landon Fox is at field goals, but right now the ball at the Waynedale 15 yard line, 2:20 to go in the third. Well, I know he's four for four with PATs. <laughs> I formation again. Fox comes out wide to the left. Fake handoff, Love drops straight back under a heavy rush, throws it into the end zone, all alone, complete, touchdown to the tight end. We don't even have him on our roster. There's no 82 on our roster. I'm going to say that's Jared Kinzel. No 82 on the roster, but I'm going to say that's Jared Kinzel. Pass complete to number 82, Zane Miley. Oh, they're going to say Zane Miley. Zane Miley with the catch. I'm sorry, Jared Kenzel. Now it will be Jared Kenzel. Jared Kenzel, a number 82, with the touchdown. 15-yard touchdown reception. And it is 34-6. And Fox, the kick is up, and it is good. 2.08 left to go in this third quarter. Your score, Tuskegee Valley 35, Waydale 6. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. 
Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. 35 to 6, 208 left to go in this third quarter of play. The Cleveland Indians have taken a one to nothing lead over the Texas Rangers here in tonight's ball game. That kickoff taken by Colton Purdy at his 11. Cuts the left hand side to the 20 to the 25, wrapped up and down at the 27 yard line. So 202 left to go. Purdy actually doing a good job catching the ball deep back there, bringing it up. Um, not getting a lot of holes. He almost split one there, and he would have really been off the screen. Going to put the Bears first and 10 at their own 26-yard line. Two minutes, two seconds left in the third. So Zimmerly will come out. Reber, of course, still the quarterback. Colton Purdy may have been bummed up a little bit on that return. He leaves the ball game. Yeah, he's hobbling over there. I don't know what happened. He got hit by two guys at the same time on that return. Reber, under center. Fake hand off to Logan Stanley. He's going to drop back. He's going to throw it deep to Zimmerly. It is over his head and almost intercepted in the back by Ethan Love. The free safety. Love had, Love had the interception. He just couldn't bring it in. It was right in his hands. So Reber throws the incompletion. He's 6 for 12 in the ball game. 43 yards in his first start as a varsity quarterback. Purdy comes out wide to the left. Austin Rogers slot left. Zimmerly going to move up split left also. So trips out to the right-hand side for the Bears. Left if you're looking at it on here on the near side. Reber, the bugs start getting into everybody's eyes. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley, and Logan Stanley takes it up Logan near the 30-yard line for a gain of two yards on the play. So the Bears trying any type of formation to try to get a running attack going here. And now it looks like Logan Stanley is down on the field and hurt. Yeah, that, that is Stanley, I'm pretty sure, Dave. I'm a binocular, I'm not going to tell you, but um, boy, this is um, the last thing the Bears need. And it looks like they're looking at his ankle, and now he's laying flat on his back. Oh, it's just a cramp. So they're trying to get the cramp out of his giving him calf water. muscle. So a minute 45, there's a timeout on the field. We'll take one also. Your score, Tusky Valley 35, Waynedale 6. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride, smoked and boneless... But that's not all that's smoked. Try the fire and ice pulled pork, beef brisket, or the smoked meat trio, pork brisket and wings. Go for the fire and ice specialties, the cowboy and cowgirl sundae, hog trout, or the Brunswick stew bread bowl. All this and live bands too at the fire and ice pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. So Logan Stanley is up and he walks off the field under his own power, Brandon Giles, the trainer for the Bears, out there working on that calf muscle that cramped up on him. So that'll move Jarrett Varner back into the tailback position. Reber, out of the pistol formation with Varner right behind him, the southpaw. 
Zimmerly comes out wide right. Rogers slot right. Out wide left is Purdy, and now the side judge comes in. This almost reminds me of that playoff game in Cleveland where Jabba Chamberlain was having all the problems with the bugs. We're having those right up Who here Who would have thought all those years later that he would have been on the Indians team? I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah, the bugs are really getting bad. It's better than the hornet's nest that they had up in the second level of this thing earlier tonight. So it's third down, or third down, seven yards to go. Reber fake handoff, throws it out into the flat, complete to Ben Ferrar at the 30, to the 31, struggles forward to the 32-yard line. So a gain of about three on that completion, but not enough for the first down. It'll still be fourth down and five yards to go. With a minute 28 left in the third, the Bears are going to have to kick. Fourth down and six. So fourth down, a long five, call it a short six. Varner leaves and. The Bears are going to send in Colton Purdy, and I think they're going to go for it. Well, it sure looks that way, and I can't figure it out. I mean, you surely, you're going to... They are going to go for it. This Logan Stanley's back into the ball game. He's the deep back. Receivers out wide on both sides. Rogers to the right. Purdy to the left. Reber out of the pistol. And now the Bears they're, they're are not. going to use a timeout. They're not going to do it. I think they want to, I think the Bears were going to go for it, but they couldn't get set up correctly. And Matt Zerker took the timeout the first of the second half for the Bears. 55.6 seconds left to go in this third quarter of play. Bears scoring the first touchdown of the game. Five by Tuskegee Valley. Well, just to remind you, tomorrow morning the volleyball team will be playing at Tuslaw. That begins at 10 o'clock. And the cross-country team will be at the Claymont Invitational against Norville and Claymont. That begins at 9 tomorrow morning. That's what's happening tomorrow as far as Waynedale is concerned. Football team will be back in action next Friday night at Ridgewood. We'll be on the air with Golden Bear Rewind at... 6 o'clock, 6.30 with the PNC Bank pregame show and the kickoff will be at 7 from Ridgewood, week number 2 of the high school football season. Fourth down 6, Reber rolls out to his left. He's going to throw it out to the left side. Complete to Purdy for the first down. He completed it out to the 38-yard line. They needed 6. He got 7. And Purdy is down on the field and he is hurt. Yeah, it was a high pass, Dave. And um, Purdy went up after it, brought it down and that's the sixth catch of the night for Purdy for 55 yards, but he is down on the sideline and writhing. Right in front of the Waynedale bench there. And Brandon Giles is down there in front of him, but that's the first first down of the second half for the Bears and just their sixth in the ball game. There's a timeout on the field. We'll take one also. 49.2 seconds to go in the third. Your score is Tusky Valley 35 and Waynedale 6. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Orville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Well, it's one to nothing. The Indians are leading the Rangers 
in the third inning of play, and the Browns are down to Tampa Bay at the end of the first quarter, 17-3. to It just brings you up to date as to what's happening. Colton Purdy still laying down on the sideline. I'm not sure. We've got the trainer, Wingo trainer. We've got Tusky Valley trainer. And we've got two other coaches over there on the far side away from us, but they're right in front of the Wayndale bench. And uh, he is trying to get him up, and there they go. They got him up on his feet. Well, don't want to speculate on anything, but, you know, Colton has got that knee injury history. Well, you know, I've seen that, Dave. I've seen he's got the wrap on it. He's got the... Um, the knee wrapped up there, but they weren't even looking at that. That's the first thing I thought of, too. And I thought, well, maybe he's got a... But they were up around his head and chest and talking to him in the helmet. And um, if it was knee-related, they weren't looking at it. So it's 35-6, to but the Bears pick up the first down. Smithville leading Tutslaw at halftime 15-3 to in that game over there. Smithville, one of the favorites for the WCAL title. Hand off to Logan Stanley. He takes it off left tackle. Stutter steps. And inside the 40, outside the 40, I should say, out to the 42-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry for Logan Stanley. He's got 33 carries. A big carry tonight of 11 yards, but everything else has been somewhere in between two and four carries for Logan. 25 seconds to go in the third quarter. Bears in the huddle. Zimmerly, wide left. Second down and seven yards to go. 13 seconds. Bears taking their sweet time. Down by 29. Now Reber under center. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the right. Looks upfield. It is incomplete as it went right through the hands of Kyle Ellis. Well, Kyle had to come back after. That ball was actually underthrown. And Kyle had to come out of his route, back up and actually... A a yard or so backwards, stop, slow down, and by that time he, his feet got up from underneath of him and never completed. So third down seven on that incompletion. And there's a tenth of a second left to go in the third quarter. So you can call this just a free play. Jarrett Varner into the game. So Zimmerly leaving his Kyle Ice. Bears break the huddle. Logan Stanley behind Reber in the pistol. Trips out to the right-hand side on third and seven with a tenth of a second to go. Rolling out to the right is Reber. Reber looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it is knocked away and incomplete by the defensive back, Jalen Sharp. Nice play by Sharp. Sharp got up, batted it away. I thought he was going to try to catch it there for a minute. That's going to be the end of the third quarter. So we played three periods of play in this opening game, and your score at the end of three, it's all Tusky Valley. The Trojans lead it 35-6. to The Spidell Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years, providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidell Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidell Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. 
I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Well, it's now 20-3. to Tampa Bay leads the Browns, and the Indians are still leading the Rangers one to nothing in the third inning. Here, it is 35 to 6. Waynedale, fourth down, six yards to go, and they'll go for it, going from right to left from the 42. Reber looks downfield. He's going to throw the ball up the field to Zimmerly, and it is incomplete, knocked away by Ethan Love. Zimmerly was the only man in the pattern, and he was triple covered. And they had three Trojans down there, and Ethan Love jumped up. I thought he was actually going to intercept the ball. Going to put the Trojans in great field position down in Waynedale territory. So they've got the ball. They take it over first and ten from the Bears' 42-yard line. With 11.54, they've already got this game firmly in hand, up 29, 35-6. Bears will be back in action next Friday night at Ridgewood. We'll be on the air with Golden Bear Rewind at 6 o'clock. Don't forget you can catch these games on the archive just simply by going to the ultimatesportstalk.com website. Bring up Waynedale Athletics, and you can listen to the game anytime you want. Love under the eye formation. They've been in this formation the entire second half, and Lewis will take it up the middle across the 40 down to the 35 to the 33-yard line. And he is very, very close to a first down gain of nine. Very fast. He got his, his leg caught about three yards deep, and he just kept on the momentum going and went about another five yards after that. Unofficially, he's got 17 carries for 94 yards. So they are six yards away by Lewis of having two backs with 100 yards tonight. Love under center, hands it off to Lewis again, right over to the center. Gets it up to the 30-yard line. Fumble on the play, and I think the Bears have recovered. And, they did. and it looks like they did. Ty Straits with the fumble recovery. Ty was right there when it all happened. He was at the right place at the right time, and the Bears are 11, 11 minutes, 11 seconds left in the fourth, and um, they're going to get another opportunity. So the turnovers are even at one apiece. Bears had one in the first half, and now the... Trojans, their first turnover in the ball game. Bears take it over first and ten at their own 30. 11-11 left to go in this ball game. Tight formation now. Reber under center. I formation moving to the left is Kyle Ice. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley right up the middle across the 30 out to the 34-yard line for a gain of four. Nice run by Stanley. Bears look like they're just trying to establish something heading into the game next week at Ridgewood. Ridgewood's going to be tough to beat. They have got pretty much everybody coming back from a team last year that made the playoffs. Reber now out of the pistol with Logan Stanley right behind him. Kyle Ice off to the right-hand side. Dual receivers out to the right. Now Reber's going to keep it off right tackle across the 35 to the 36. Gain of two on the carry for Derek Reber. And he's in positive territory now as far as rushing. He's got seven carries for two yards. And it's third down four from the 36. 10-17 and running. Left to go. 
in this ballgame. And now the officials are going to take a timeout. And let's see what they are going to discuss. Checking to see if somebody's helmet is correct, and it is. Yeah, they're back in business. And now the clock will start running. Receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Reber out of the pistol. Oh, no. Pitches that back to Logan Stanley. Threw it behind him, and Reber will go back to the 23, 24-yard line and recover the fumble. I don't even know... I don't know who went wrong. I don't know if it was Reaver or Stanley, but Reaver tossed that ball out there, and Logan wasn't even looking for it. So either he was supposed to toss it two feet in front of him, but if he tossed it, if that was a design play, he tossed it in the wrong spot because Stanley had no idea. He was looking backwards. It was thrown behind him. Now the Bears will take a timeout. It is fourth down and 15 from the 25, and we'll take one also. 9.41 left to go in the ballgame. And your score, Tusky Valley 35, Wayndale 6. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service, from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Dubs Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dave Mitchell, Jimmy Miller back here at Tusky Valley. 9.41 left to go in the ball game. It's 35 to 6. The Indians are now leading 2 to nothing, but I am not able to tell. It appears Carlos Santana is out of the ball game, but I'm not sure why. And the Browns are down 20 to 3 against Tampa Bay. Colton Purdy, back set to punt it away. No check out. That's Austin Rogers. He's going to punt the ball away. Punts it into Tusky Valley territory, and it'll be down at the 42-yard line. So a 33-yard punt for Austin Rogers. And that's where Tusky Valley will take it over, first and 10, from their own 42-yard line. Cody Lewis needs four yards unofficially to give Tusky Valley two runners tonight over 100 yards. They have run the ball so effectively here this evening that Ethan Love has only had to throw the ball eight times. He is five for eight with two touchdown passes. And they're out of the same formation. Receivers out wide on both sides, tight end right, eye formation. Up back is Thompson. Handoff goes to Lewis. And Lewis will take it out near the 45-yard line. And let's see. That's going to be the four yards that he needs. And that gives him 100 yards exactly. So Tusky Valley with two runners tonight with over 100 yards. And they've got it second down six from their own 45. And the Indians now lead Texas three to nothing. Again, the I formation. Second down six. Pitchback comes to Hopwood around the right-hand side. Cuts it up to the 50 inside Waynedale territory. And he'll step out of bounds at the 46-yard line. But that's enough for a first down after a gain of eight on the carry. Well, when Hopwood comes around that corner, Dave, he is flying. He really is a lot quicker than what he can look at and not think that. But when he, gets, when he cuts the corner, he is moving. If, he, if you do hit him, you're going to go backwards. I remember him last year, and he was a more powerful runner 
last year against Waynedale. Tonight, he seems to be trying to outrun tacklers rather than run them well, over. Well, he's running so fast when he hits you that he's going to keep going forward progress. And that's a first down, of course. Handoff goes to Hopwood. Hopwood takes it to the 45-yard line, just shy of the 45 for a game of two. So Hopwood now, he's got seven carries for 21. So they gave the ball to to Johnson early. He got over 100 yards. Then they gave it to Lewis, mostly here in the second half. He picked up 100. Now I think they're going to finish up with Hopwood. Well, Hopwood's back there. He's um, Which is a smart move by George Zagalas, the coach. Pitch back comes to Hopwood around the left-hand side. He cuts it across the 45, up near the 41-yard line, where he is dropped after a five-yard gain. He's got eight carries, 25 yards now for Hopwood. There are three running backs. Hopwood, Johnson, and Lewis are combined 235 yards. That's a a lot. Then you add in Love, who's got 30. So they're at 265 yards. Unofficially, of course. 737 left in the fourth. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the ballgame. It is third down, four yards to go. Ball at the 41-yard line of Waynedale. Now they're out of the shotgun. Love with Hopwood right beside him to the right. Receiver's out wide, and now the back judge throws a flag, and it'll be a delay of game against Tusky Valley. That is their fourth penalty of the night for 25 yards. That's the only thing that they've done wrong tonight. They've had four penalties, but that's not bad for the first game of the year, I would say. No, they're they're just getting their tune. Waynedale has only had one. So it's third down, nine yards to go. Ball marked back to the 46-yard line. They need to get it to the 37. Hopwood moves in motion. Low snap. Love. Picks it up out of the shotgun. Cuts it right up the middle to the 45. Now cuts to the left side. He's going to pick up the first down to the 35, to the 30, to the 25. He breaks a couple of tackles down near the 20-yard line, and he's gang tackled and struggles forward inside the 20. He would not step out of bounds, and he's inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line. Love is amazing. That kid was hitting the backfield. He made a lot of something out of a lot of nothing and took the entire window defense to bring him down. If I'm the coach, I'm getting him on the bench right now. Boy, I don't want that kid hurt. He 20, is, he is something. 29-yard run, and he's only a sophomore. 29-yard run for the sophomore quarterback of Tusky Valley. 5'11", 155 pounds, and he is all of 155 pounds. He honestly does not look 155. Well, you know he doesn't. The way he's shaking people off is amazing because the Bears just cannot tackle. Ball at the 19-yard line. First down for the Trojans. They've got 16 first downs in the ballgame. That was their seventh of the second half. Handoff goes to Johnson. Johnson takes it down to the 15-yard line. Gain of four. That's 114 yards total for Seth Johnson. Remember, we called him the bowling ball earlier. Johnson, a junior, 5'6", 206 pounds. They've got a sophomore quarterback. They've got a junior running back in Seth Johnson. 
And their big guy on the offensive line, Joe Zagalas, the center, is a junior. So they're strong up the middle next year. Johnson off the right side, takes it down to the 10, to the 9-yard line. He just has a low center of gravity. When he gets moving, Dave, you cannot stop him. He is like a bowling ball. So takes the ball down to the 9-yard line. It's a 5-yard gain, and it will bring up third down and a yard. Third and very short. The clock continues to run, and if they score here, we'll have a continuous clock throughout the rest of the ball game. 5.35 left to go in this ball game. Love under center. He hands it off to Seth Johnson. Johnson picks up the Seth yard Johnson down to the eight and a first down. Johnson takes it forward. Takes the ball inside the and he takes it inside the, the five-yard line down to the four for a gain of four yards on the carry. He's already got two touchdowns tonight. He's looking for another. Johnson out of the eye. First time tonight he's run out of the eye formation. has been over the last three or four plays. He gets the handoff again off right tackle inside the five. Down to the three, to the two. He's gang tackled. Struggling forward, looking to stretch the football into the end zone. Can't do it. He's down near the one. He never gave Bears up. Bears say the fumble is, there's a fumble on the play, and the Bears have recovered it. And it's a touchback in the end zone. That happened so deep in the pile, Dave, nobody in the stands had any idea what was happening. From either side, nobody knew a ball came loose down there. Second fumble of the night that Tusky Valley has lost, and the Bears will take it over at their own 20. 4-17 to go in the ballgame. We'll take a timeout. Your score. Tusky Valley 35, Waynedale 6. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at Clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. Hillsdale wins tonight 53-7 to over Mapleton in their opener. Bears take over the football. First and 10 from their own 20 after recovering the fumble in the end zone from Seth Johnson. And carrying the football is Kyle Ice for the first time tonight. He takes it out to the 25-yard line for a gain of five. Ice looked good on that carry. I'm not sure why we're less than four minutes in the game while we're just now seeing him. So it's second down, five yards to go from the 25, 349 left in the ball game. Reber out of the pistol. Hand off to Logan Stanley. He'll take it across the 30, out to the 31-yard line. Gain of six and a first down for the Bears. But Tusky Valley is just Logan playing about Stanley 20 yards deep. I snapped the Reber. Um, did a good job getting it down and getting it to Logan. Just the second first down of the second half. Seventh in the ballgame for the Bears. Zimmerly wide left. Austin Rogers slot left. 325 and running left to go in the ballgame. Reber moves Stanley over to the left out of the pistol. 
Hand off to Stanley. Now Reber keeps it himself. Jukes out to the left-hand side across the 30, out to the 32. Gain of a yard on the play for Derek Reber. He's got three yards rushing tonight. The problem is, is that he lost a lot of yardage on that fumble recovery. Ball at the 32-yard line. at second down, nine yards to go. And the clock continues to run. 2.55 left in the ballgame. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of this one. I'm not sure who you would give it to. Yeah, I'm wondering. You put me on before the game, before the show, and you said, um, I'm going to ask your opinion. Boy, Dave, this is, that's going to be a tough one. This one's going to be tough. Receivers out wide on both sides. Reber. Now Jarrett Varner moves up to the line. Good job by Reber. He noticed that there was nobody on the line at the left. Drops back short. Drop now rolls out to his right. Derek cuts it upfield. He's got a lot of room across the 40. Out to the 45. Dives forward. He's got the first down. And a gain of 14 yards on the scramble by Derek Reber. He looked really good there. He did a nice job of holding up that play until Jarrett Varner got up on the line of scrimmage on the left-hand side. He showed a lot of maturity on that one. Yes, he did. Austin Rogers, and now the Bears. That was Zimmerly. He fell to the ground. Okay, I, I I don't know if Zimmerly just did a great impersonation of a guy who just got shot because he looked like he was coming to the the sideline, and he just dropped to the ground. Well, he's, he's cramped up, Dave. He's, they're, they're, they're working on his legs. He's got the same problem Stanley had earlier and, um, a lot of heat, um, trying to pour the fluids to these kids, but he's, he's cramped up. So that gives us an opportunity to not only clean the bugs out of our clothes, but check and see if there are any other scores going on around the area. The Browns are down 27 to 3 now to Tampa Bay. No other high school scores are available. We did tell you about the 53-7 to win by Hillsdale over Mapleton tonight. But other than that, that is all of the scores. We've got Triway leading West Holmes with 11:24 left to go in the ballgame, 27-26. So a heck of a game going on there. Indians are up 3 to nothing on Abraham Amante's double in the fourth inning. But those are the only scores that we have other than this one, which is not good news for Waynedale fans. Northwestern, here's another final. Northwestern wins over Loudonville, 41-7. to Bears on first and ten. Reber throws it out to the right-hand side to Varner and threw it too far in front of him for the completion, incomplete pass. It's 18 attempts tonight for Derek Reber. Two minutes to go. And I think it's safe to say, Jimmy, that if Derek Reber throws the ball 18 times to 20 times in a ball game, that's not good for Wayndale. Well, it's not, not sure. No, it's not going to work. And um, you know, we with Derek, I'm surprised that he's had the opportunity to to go to the air as much as he has and even run the ball. High snap, handoff to Stanley. Stanley off the right hand side struggles forward to midfield. He's going to be stopped right there in a rugby scrum. Gain of four yards on the carry. For Logan Stanley, he's got 15 carries tonight for 47 yards unofficially. 145 to go in the ball game. And I actually thought that we would have a problem of sharing the ball between Ice and Stanley because Ice, I'm telling you, the kid is a force to be reckoned with. And Dave, he's just touched the ball for the first time earlier on this drive. And um, 
game's almost over. So third down, six yards to go for the Bears from midfield. Reber, handoff goes to Stanley, sidesteps the tackler inside the 50, down to the 48-yard line. Nice move by Stanley, two-yard gain. Great move by Logan Stanley. That handoff was almost hit. They were, they were through the line. They were, they were there when they handed him the ball. He sidestepped it, got two yards, and he shouldn't have got any. So it's fourth down, and a long five, long four yards to go, a short five. Call it four and a half. Bears letting the clock run. 55 seconds left to go in the game. Stay tuned for our Lem's Pizza postgame show. Coming up at the end of this one. Norway up after three in their ball game tonight. 45 to 14. Norway playing Manchester. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley, and Logan Stanley takes it inside the 45, down to the 43-yard line. Gain of six on the carry and a first down for the Bears. But it's too little too late. Yeah, we've just seen this uh, in the first quarter. 30 seconds left to go. Bears hustling up to the line of scrimmage. Reber out of the pistol formation. He rolls out to the left, looks downfield. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it's complete to Austin Rogers. Rogers inside the 30, down to the 25-yard line. Beautiful pass by the sophomore quarterback, right on the money. Rogers is ready for it. Another Waynedale first down. First completion of the night to Austin Rogers for 18 yards, and another first down. And the Bears hustle up to the line of scrimmage, and they'll down it, clock it, incomplete. And nine and a half seconds left to go in the ball game, and it's 35 to six. Well, the Bears trying to um, get a little respect here when you pick up the paper tomorrow and look at the score. We they're going to try to they've got nine seconds to throw it in the end zone. So the ball at the 25 yard line of Tusky Valley. Nine and a half seconds left to go in the ball game. Tusky Valley will go to 1-0. Waynedale will go to 0-1 and to Ridgewood next week. Out of the pistol, Derek Reber moves Logan Stanley to the left. Ball in the far hash mark. Reber rolls out to the left, throws it out to the left-hand side. Incomplete to Jarrett Varner. Now, Varner either ran the wrong route or Reber misread it. Well, Reber was under pressure. They had him um, red right. He was running for his life, and um, I think that was just a bad pass to me. Norway up 45-14 over Manchester, and Garraway is up on Dalton 41-28 in that game. Brock Dial's first contest as a head coach. Tesla up 16-15 on Smithville in the fourth quarter. That brings you up to date on some scores around the area. Trips to the left for the Bears out of the shotgun. It's Derek Reber. Now moving to the motion to the far side is Logan Stanley. Zimmerly out wide right. So two receivers out wide on both sides. Reber throws the ball short over the middle. It goes to Zimmerly. Cuts to the left. Now cuts back to the sideline. Flag down on the play. Ball resting at the 15. The clock is empty, but there's a flag down on the play. Let's see what the flag is. The play, the game cannot end on a defensive penalty. And there's a flag down in the field. Now I'm not well, sure. The teams what are lined up. They're, they're both these teams are they're shaking hands and they're going down the middle of the field. Evidently, that was a towel. That was a that was not a flag. That was a towel All right. out of somebody's uniform. Well, it looked like a flag, but evidently it is a towel. But that'll do it here in the ball game. The Bears lose this one by a final score 
of 35-6. to We'll be back to wrap things up after this timeout. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. Well, Tusky Valley goes to 1-0 on the year with their 35-6 victory here tonight. Waynedale now 0-1 on the season as they open it up. And we will be back with the postgame show and go over all the stats and the scoring plays here this evening from Tusky Valley. I'm Dave Mitchell for Jimmy Miller. Thank you for joining us here this evening on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The postgame show is next here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Depths Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction, Murphy's Promotions, The Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, and The Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Week two of the high school football season has the Bears on the road for another contest at Ridgewood. The Generals are always a contender for postseason play, and this year is no different. So the Bears need to be ready. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make next week's game, join us on UltimateSportsTalk.com, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7. But before that, listen to the most exciting 30 minutes of tonight's game on Golden Bear Rewind at 6. It's Waynedale at Ridgewood to face the Generals next Friday night at 6.30 from West Lafayette on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the Star of the Game Show, brought to you by Lem's Pizza. On the square in Fredericksburg, celebrating 20 years in business. Order now by calling 695-7111. Now let's go back to the field for a recap of tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. Well, the Bears fall in this one by a final score of 35 to 6 here this evening. They jumped out on top of it 6 to nothing, and then Tusky Valley proceeded to score the next 35 points in a row. They jumped to 1 and 0 on the year, while the Bears fall to 0 and 1 on the season, heading into Ridgewood next Friday night. Jimmy, it was just a case of they were not prepared for the type of running attack that Tusky Valley was going to put forward here tonight. Well, I don't, yeah, there definitely was, um, we thought there'd be more of a balanced attack, a little bit through the air, but they just pounded it, and uh, they wore us down, Dave. We got tired early in the second, which surprised me, and then we got so far behind, they basically just threw in the towel at halftime, and they didn't, didn't stand a chance after that. You, you know, normally you can look at a ball game and see something 
that a team did well and try to build on next week. But right now, I think Matt Zerker and the rest of his coaching staff have to go back to the drawing board and try to figure out something heading into Ridgewood next week. Well, I think they need to remember that they have number 29 and number 34 on the field offensively. You put so much pressure on Stanley, you put him back there, and every time you know he's going to get the ball, and then... We didn't utilize them the way we should. We didn't. We had, like I say, two other backs that could have helped us out. Um, for some reason, we never used. So we'll take a look at the stat story, give away our Limbs Pizza Star of the Game, and wrap things up here from Tusky Valley when we return right after this timeout. At Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg, you can expect a pizza you won't get anywhere else. One of the reasons they're celebrating 20 years in business is they use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. They not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza is open for lunch every day at 1030 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sunday, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. It's not just a pizza, it's Lem's Pizza. Call 695 70 well, the Bears again, they fall in this one by a final score of 35-6. to Let's take a look at the stat story for tonight's game. First of all, for Tusky Valley, they had two players in Cody Lewis and Seth Johnson that ran for over 100 yards tonight. As a team, they were 49 rushes for 312 yards in the ballgame, Jimmy. The, the 300 yards is phenomenal for a high school team to rush It for. sure is, and it should have never happened, and um, we're going to have to take a good hard look at that defense and maybe even move some guys around and go back to the drawing board. Ethan Love was 5 of 8 for 49 yards and two touchdown passes here tonight as a team, Tusky Valley had 17 first downs. They only had three guys catch passes here this evening. They committed four penalties for 20 yards. They only punted the ball three times. They fumbled the ball twice and lost both of them. As far as Waynedale is concerned, they ran the ball 27 times for 77 yards. Derek Reber was 10 of 22 passing for 77 yards. The Bears only had 10 first downs in the ball game. As far as receiving, Colton Purdy had six catches tonight for 55 yards to lead the way, and Ben Farrar had two catches for 19 yards. The Bears only one penalty tonight for five yards, and they punted the ball five times here this evening. They fumbled the ball three times and lost one. But when it was all said and done, the Bears fell in the ball game by a final of 35-6. to Jimmy and I will be back to wrap things up and give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game after this final timeout. 2016 marks the 20th year in business for Lem's Pizza. Lem's not only offers the best in pizza, but also subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Lem's Pizza, on the square in Fredericksburg. Open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 1. Open until 9 on Sundays, Monday through Thursday until 10, and Friday and Saturday until 11. Order now by calling 695-7111. All right, while we've got an opportunity, let's take a look at some of the scores that are going here. Um, Norway is up 45-14 over Manchester after three. Garraway beating Dalton 41-28. Tuslaw is up by one on Smithville in the fourth quarter, 16-15. Rittman is leading Richmond 40-8 in the fourth quarter. Hillsdale defeated Mapleton tonight 53-17 in their ball game. And that's what we have right now as far as ball games in, that have ended here this evening. That's what we've got. Uh, let me take a look back through here very quickly and see if I can come up with any other scores. The Browns, of course, are down now 27-10 to 10 
to Tampa Bay. And that's it. That that's that's a look at the scoreboard here this evening tonight. So it's always tough to give away the Lems Pizza Star of the game after a loss, but Jimmy and I are pretty much reconciled to who? Derek Reber. I mean, for a sophomore quarterback to come in here, um, he is the only barely got in the end zone. He did not give up all them points himself. Um, he's on, you know, responsible for the one side of the ball. That's his main job when he comes in here. Not that you don't ever play both sides of the ball, but uh, you know, I really contemplated when him and Stanley. In order to say Stanley, only had 54 yards, but he had some pressure, and um, you know, the way we used him sometimes, I think he made a lot of something out of nothing, and. Um, he came so close to breaking big ones, and he, you're not going to get somebody run harder than Logan Stanley. I mean, that kid is just so um, – he bleeds golden brown, and he wants them yardage so bad. But to come in here on the road, and um, I know Reber got shook up there in the third when the wheels fell off, but overall he told himself, well, he stayed in there. He stood in that pocket, and um, he just needs to do some more learning, Dave. He, his biggest problem is he stares one person down too much, and everybody knows where the ball is going to go. But overall um, – I thought he did a pretty good job. Well, so we'll give the pizza to Derek Reber. He wins the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game. He gets a certificate for a large two-item pizza free from Lem's Pizza on the Square in Fredericksburg, celebrating their 20th year in business on the Square in Fredericksburg. Well, the Bears, their first game of the year, I can say right now, Jimmy, your first game of the year was a lot better than the Bears played. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> from Jump Street, they always said I had a face made for radio. So. <laughs> they said that about me, too. A face and a body made for radio. That, that's what it is. But thanks a lot, Jimmy, hey, for helping out here this problem. evening. Not a problem, Dave. Next game will be next Friday night at Ridgewood against the Generals. The Bears will go in with an 0-1 record. We don't know what Ridgewood is as of yet, but we'll let you know as soon as we can. That's going to do it for this evening. Our thanks to Greg Mitchell for producing tonight's show. Our thanks to Tim Ebert for helping out with some of the stats here this evening. Of course, for Jimmy Miller for helping us out here tonight. To Steve Franks, the athletic director here at Tusky Valley High School. George Zagalis, the head coach at Tusky Valley. And, of course, Matt Zerker, the head coach of the Wayndale Golden Bears. And Chris Lapish, the athletic director at Wayndale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you once again the final score on this Friday night, the opening night of the 2016 high school football season. It was the Tusky Valley Trojans 35, the Wayndale Golden Bears 6. Until next Friday night. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Lem's Pizza, celebrating 20 years in business on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us after each and every game for the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football on UltimateSportsTalk.com.